Hi folks, it's Tom. We're here to ask for your assistance. In the past, we've provided all of our videos free to the public, and we certainly hope to keep it that way. We're approaching the 1,500 videos, and we are looking for ways to make our club more valuable to you. Soon you will be able to access a database and sort through all of our videos by author, game master, and player with links directly to YouTube. You'll also have links to the audio files on Spotify or iTunes. We're creating a gaming schedule for current and upcoming games for you to access. This reorganization is costing us a lot of time and effort. The only compensation that we get is from our Patreon site. For a few dollars a month, you can assist us to bring even more and diverse content. If you would like to help, go to patreon.com slash into the darkness. That's all one word. Just a few dollars is all we are asking. We love our patrons and we would like to count you amongst them. Now back to the show. fellow investigators and welcome to our video podcast into the darkness where my friends and i are playing the call of cthulhu pulp cthulhu rpg i'm your host tom Rayleigh. the scenario is the orchid hunters it was written by alex sun and me a few weeks ago for those of you who didn't know i used to grow orchids as a hobby we wanted to create a pulp cthulhu scenario set in the mid 1800s the gaslight uh, gaslight pulp if you will um I'm the Keeper of Arcane Lore, and this is a one-shot. Before we begin, we have another new patron. Uh, Quantum Tuxedo has pledged $15 a month to our club. Wow. Thank you so much, Quantum Tuxedo. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> Old money breeds boredom. But sometimes, to alleviate the ennui, a few interested souls turned to horticulture. Great conservatories sprang up on many of the estates of Europe. Originally, they wanted to bring greenery to an otherwise gloomy Britain. In 1818, William John Swainson received a shipment of plants from Rio de Janeiro, mostly palms and ferns. For packing material, there were strange woody bulbous plants that had been used as some sort of packing material. Oh, didn't I just say that? Sorry. Uh, uh, he, he, he thought that they might be some sort of parasite that grew on the plants. Surprisingly, one of them bloomed on arrival, and Londoners were astonished by the unusual shape and color of the flower. The, that single flower triggered orchid fever, Everyone wanted to grow them. Everyone wanted to show off their new acquisitions. Expeditions were sent throughout the world, uh, but tracking these beauties down was extremely dangerous, from the inhospitable environment to the deadly animals that roamed such places. 37 years later, uh, uh, in, the, in mid, I'm sorry, I'm all, 37 years have passed since that first orchid bloomed. It's now mid-July, uh, 1855, technically the dry season, 
uh, which means that it doesn't rain every day. And when it does, it's usually in the morning. The temperature is 91 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 32 degrees centigrade, with 40% humidity. A steamer, the Marianne, arrives in Manaus, Brazil, uh, nestled on the banks of the Amazon River. Our passengers embark in the town, their luggage retrieved. They head to a bar, Aranha Azul, the Blue Spider, for a rendezvous. It's a little cantina-like bar. Uh, there is uh, some music playing. Um, there is the smell of tropical fruit. And uh, there are other patrons in here drinking and laughing. So who all of us have arrived via the steamer? All of us or a few of us? Probably, Madeline, you were already there. Okay. Um, uh, the rest, oh, well, and, and uh, Bart was probably there with you as well. The rest of you have arrived on the steamer. Mm. Um, you only know each other, well, you only know uh, Bart and Madeline by their reputation. But it's not often you see a, a female rugged explorer uh, so she should be able to be picked out pretty easily in the bar uh, excuse me do you happen to be madeline sharp i am are you dr arbor? i'm dr graham arbor pleased to meet you finally in person excellent then you two must be mr fitzross mr cruz Indeed, yes. Uh, I'm coming in like a solid minute after everyone else. I'm like, <laughs> all of the equipment, because they've fucked off in front of me. Because <laughs> I'm probably lurking by the bar trying to cradle a few different drinks as I'm bringing them over. <laughs> well, this uh, this massive guy is just sitting at the booth with Madeline, and he's got a fresh scar just right across his face. And it looks like he's missing a tooth and he's doing like the the short sleeve shirt with tad like just scratches and cuts all up his arms and oh uh, Bartholomew Bilton, pleasure to meet you both. Oh, I see um your Madeline said something about a uh, big game hunter. That would be you? That would be me. The bigger the game, the more thrill. Yeah, it seems Mr. that Mr. Uh, Wilson also serves as a bit of muscle for the group, and we need it. I see. He, not only is he a hunter, he seems to have been hunted quite often himself. <laughs> You'd think that, but uh, that's not the case. That's just a very nasty cat you've got back home yet. Well, actually, it's very funny. I got this because I was crossing the street and some people were yelling at me in Portuguese. And it turns out what they were saying is, we're carrying glass here. Well, uh, here we are. I was going to say, that uh, this is Brazil. They would be yelling Portuguese rather than most other languages. Yes. I really should have learned the word. I didn't. But a botanist, so you're the one looking for these or or orchids. I've, to classify, see if we find something new, of course. 
quite exciting Skeleton. these is discovering a new species i mean might have to uh there might be the new madeline orchid that sweeps <laughs> england on a return trip ah name the flower for yourself i'm i'm here to oh get no i would never flowers i would never that would be <laughs> quite Im improper and uh <laughs> Well, it's I reminiscent of to name, do, a, to name, name a plant. Uh, perhaps people in other fields, but uh, us botanists, you know, we what if one, believe what, in, in a modicum of modesty. What if one of us were to find it and then name it after you? Well, the, the, the thing is, Bart, well, you might be familiar with all sorts of exotic animals. Um, most lay people cannot tell one orchid from another. They, what delineates one species from another is going to be quite uh, technical. Yeah. Oh, look, Cruz! Yeah, uh, at that exact moment, Cruz is like walking in with bags like under his arms, big backpack on. Ah, I see you've all found each other then. Fantastic. Yeah, good to see you again, so, Cruz. How are you? Unloading every single bag in front of the table. <laughs> I hope you're not intending to buy each one of those bags a drink. That would be quite expensive. That's what our guides are for, and I'll push someone into the booth further and then sit down. <sighs> well, I'm glad that everyone's getting along. Logistics for the travel are uh, rather straightforward. Uh, we've charted the Esmeralda, a nice little riverboat, take us up along our journey. We have a handful of guides or um, carriers, shall we say, that are going to uh, help us move our gear around. Um, I was anticipating those of us who arrived on the steamer with me uh, would be carrying their own bags, but you know it is what it is. Good thing someone left a drink here for me already. Um, I was uh, not born a... into the family that I was born into and attended the academies that I attended to carry my own things. Yes, very well. Uh, you may find that in the... Uh, very humble. As depths of the Amazon, uh, the more effort you put in, the more you get out. Uh, but point being, uh, we have a, a guide, uh, Alfonso Duarte, who will assist us with our um, navigation, although uh, how well charted this place is, God only knows. Um, well, it's good to finally uh, lay eyes on the renowned big game hunter and explorer. Um, I look forward to a very uh, successful trip, and uh, cheers. Cheers. and whatnot. With the good mood that for the moment you seem to be in, there suddenly comes a loud, boisterous, haughty voice from across the room approaching you. Well, 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 what has <sighs> the cat dragged into my bar? Madeline Sharp, what Move are along, you Hell doing Riggle. here? Move along, Hellriggle. You're not welcome here. Yeah, what we got going on here? You're going on a little expedition out into the forest to find something, aren't you? Don't you need to? Don't you have a flower to go piss on, Hellriggle? Go on, move along. Yeah, the, 
you know that uh, that you'll never never find anything of any verse in these jungles. Yeah, then what is a Prussian fellow like you doing all the way out here? Uh, well, uh, I said you'll never find anything. You are being led by a charlatan who doesn't know uh, a flower, an orchid from a fuchsia. You know, in, I don't know how things are done in Prussia, but in the great, in Great Britain, we treat ladies with respect. Oh, yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah. Well, I don't see what's so great about Britain. What? <laughs> Table pushed back. Take that back! Well, he sort of does this, and he's got a couple of big bruisers that are his his guys that come up behind him. Says, what, you want to start something? You want to well, have a little like fight? You carry bags. Tell you what, why don't you three join I'm sorry, us? If it, wasn't, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for us, you could all be answering to Napoleon to this day. Also, you know a little history, do you? Well, you keep out of my way. Gladly. And he's going to turn his back and start to walk away. I hope a, I hope a jaguar. Hey, how about two pounds? What's that? What was that you said? I'll pay you each two pounds, and you can carry our stuff, and then we all get to uh, get along as a, a a wonderful little family. How do oh, you say? Do not invite that man on this trip cruise. You can take I think he's insulting him. He 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 comes over, he goes, so he says, Your bags over here? Yeah, Boys, he says our bags. They want Two us pounds. to carry their bags. Um they walk over to your bags, unzip their flies, and start peeing all over your bags. <laughs> See this? This is exactly what I told you. This animals. Bart, Bart would like to stand up, pick up the chair he's holding, and just slam it into the side Incredible. of the head of the guy closest to him. <laughs> yeah, this is blood. Right ahead. This is too me. far! Alright, do brawl. Oh, oh, 20 under 50 should be a hard. You know what? I'm gonna join this fray, too, because <laughs> I've had it. I've had about enough of this guy. You got a, you got a hard, I got a regular, so... Um, the the guy who's closest to you is probably one of his minions, and when you swing it, he goes like this, but you hit him pretty square on. Uh, we'll call that a club. Uh, 1d8 plus damage bonus. Oh, a pretty nice. heavy heavy wooden teak, maybe. Uh, chairs. Uh, seven damage. Oh, geez. Uh, you knock him down, okay? And immediately everybody's now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I feel a little bad about attacking someone only holding small arms. <laughs> so, what are your taxes, by the way? Holly, what's your tax? Uh, mine is 80. 80. Uh, Morgan? Uh, my dex is 70. Uh, Nathan? 85. 85. Matt? I'm tied 85. Nice. And uh, Riley? 90. 90. 
Okay. We already have Nathan, but we'll have Riley. Are you joining in? Absolutely, I am. I'm All going right. to pick up this wonderful glass that I found on the table. I'm going to spin around, and I'm going to smash it into the head of the nearest person who's decided to start peeing on my luggage. Okay. Uh, I, I rolled a 96, so I really don't think it's you. Well, just see if you don't match. I rolled a regular success. Okay, you smash it into the side of his head. We'll call that, uh, we'll say brass knuckles. That's like brass knuckles you hit him with. Uh, 1d3 plus 1 plus your damage bonus. 1d3 plus damage bonus. Yes, I do. Six. Okay, you do six. Um, you He flies sideways. Uh uh, let's see who is next. Uh, uh, Matt, you're next. Fairly resourceful individual. I'm going to hopefully have my camera at the ready. I want to take a photo of the Germans pissing all over the uh, over the bags because that'll be great when that hits the newspapers. So. Okay. okay. I don't think that's you need to even roll for that, you photographer. Oh, there you go. Click. Yeah. Or, or rather, you step ooh, back and you start clicking yeah. photographs. Um, next would be uh, Holly. Right, I'm going to tackle Dirk Elrigal. I hate this guy. Okay. And I got a hard success. And I got a 93. So you uh, <laughs> you oh, bash over on top of him. And then you're all your. Now, all three guys are kind of down. Um, guy number one. Is going to wait. Did we get everybody? Um, Doctor uh, Arbor, Morgan. Um, I believe that Madeline is doing an excellent job of uh, defending her honor. I'm going to start stepping backwards uh, away from all of this. I'm a, I'm Can a gentleman, not a brawler. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, the first guy is going to try and uh, grab Nathan, Nathan's uh, feet and yank them out from under him. Ugh. You can fight back or dodge. Um, I will... I'll fight back. Why not? This is a okay. brawl. Ooh, no. Yeah, he, grabs, he grabs your feet and yanks them out from under you, so you fall backwards onto the Ooh. ground. Uh, the second guy, uh, let's see. The second guy was fighting Riley. Riley, you hit him. Uh, he's going to try, also try and bring you down to the ground. I, I'm going to kick him and fight him back. Okay. Absolutely not. 28 is a hard success. Okay. I also got a hard success. So if we both succeed... I uh, win. The aggressor gets the oh, um, yeah. Final fight back. So, so he swings his leg and he hits your, the back of your knees and and you go down as well. Wow. So now you're on the floor. Um. Uh. And then uh, Dirk is going to. He's rolling around on the ground with Madeline. He's going to try and punch you in the face. Oh yeah, I'm fighting back. I will spin the luck. Okay, it's then you regular, beat me. Though. It's a regular. Because I, I don't get a regular. Uh, I failed. Okay. Um, he throws a punch at you. You move your face. It hits the ground, and you come back. 
hitting him in yeah. the face. A regular punch. I don't know what's that. One d four. One d three. it's yeah, and damage. D three and damage bonus. And Madeline is not a small woman, so. <laughs> oh dang! Just two. Okay, two damage. Okay, we're back to the top of the round. We'll start in order, though, this time. Riley? Uh, I'm going to just ankle-bite the shit out of whoever's nearest to me and just <laughs> grab him. Okay. 92? Oh. That's not a success. He got a 96. <laughs> so you guys are rolling around trying to hit each other. You're... Oh, God, we're going to roll um... on the piss, aren't we? <laughs> Already. Yeah. <laughs> um what's next uh 90 uh nathan you're next uh, bart's just laughing is he just i'm sorry bart. tries to yeah bart tries to do a, another punch to the just the guy's solar plexus on the ground okay uh, n- no 88 okay uh he's trying to get away he doesn't really get he doesn't really succeed but he doesn't get hit so uh, you're fighting. Um, Matt? Is there a piece of discarded chair or club around? Yeah. And there's pandemonium kind of in the bar right in your area. The rest of the bar, everybody's just kind of glancing over and watching you guys. I I will grab, uh, grab a club and go straight for uh, Hell Riggle's nuts. Okay. <laughs> I don't fight uh, polite, not in this kind of company. Okay, you uh, right. you 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 swing the thing, but it really catches on the the floor, and uh, it doesn't hit him at all in the nuts. Right, it doesn't hit him uh, at all with my roll, so don't worry about right, it. Right, yeah, it just <laughs> hits the floor. Uh, let's see, Holly? No, uh, Morgan. Wait, no, Holly. Gonna keep fighting dirt. <laughs> okay. Oh, is that a regular success? That is just a regular success. Okay, and I failed. So what are you gonna do to him? I'm punching. I'm just wailing on him at this point. You punch him in the face. Good lord, that's seven damage. All right. You do seven damage. You in in slow motion, you're you're dainty little female hand but bottles up hits him in the face one of his teeth goes flying out in the opposite direction um you can see the the blue bruise sort of forming on his face as he rolls over um he is going to continue rolling over and attempt to get to scramble to his feet and probably get the fuck away um, I'll let him. All right. Uh, and Morgan. Um, still just bar- watching? Bartender, do you have any wine? Uh, yeah, they've got some wine. He'll he'll pass you a bottle of wine. I think you'll pour myself a glass. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, as soon as... Um, Dirk uh, Hellriegel uh, starts getting up. Um, the other two sort of nurse their wounds for a moment, and they all sort of scramble in different directions and go running out of the bar. The, wow. uh, 
Thank you, gentlemen, for that. Well done, Bart. Ah, there Bart was Tindy. a splendid fun, but uh, they just left when it was getting good. Bartender sends over a couple of people to help clean up. Um, you now kind of smell of piss, and uh, wonderful. You're you're pretty filthy. Well, um, not all of us. Not all of you. It's thank you, Doctor do Arbor, that. for your help in in <laughs> this endeavor. Uh, an intelligent man knows when he's needed. I know it seems like um, it seems like we handed their asses to them, but quite honestly, I've had multiple dealings with Dirk Hellriggle, and he's a very dangerous man. So be on your guard if we see him anywhere out in the the jungles. He's killed several of the men that I've worked with. Oh, so next time I can use my machete. That's not a no. All right. He's going to start no, taking not, off I'm his, not telling you no, his, Bart. <laughs> his piss covered shirt. I don't know shirt. about you all. I could use a shower before we embark. So, so there is an all smell like this after about two days upriver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there is an inn attached. Um, your, uh, your river boat won't be ready until tomorrow morning anyway. So you have time to clean up, get some food relax a little, get some drinks. And uh, Dirk uh, Hellriegel doesn't show up again. So you're uh, you're cool. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to do this evening, but uh, we could move on to the getting on the boat the next morning if you want. So the day is, the day opens, it's warm, it's hot, it's humid. Um, there is, a, you found it almost difficult to sleep because the sound of the jungle is loud. Uh, there are animals that are all nocturnal, then they make noise all night long. Um, so it's something you need to get used to. The uh, supplies have all been put on board the boat. I haven't really described the boat, but we'll assume that it's large enough that there are, you can have bunks, but it's not. It's not grand. It's, you know, 10-person boat. Uh, and it's got steam power. Um, so you all board the Esmeralda. And uh, you meet the, the captain. You've got five um, uh, assistants that come with you. Uh, one styles himself as a guide. Uh, but uh, these are people to move your stuff around, especially once you're in the jungle. Uh, your plan is to travel up, uh, uh, let's see, it's uh, north, uh, northwest along the Amazon, and then possibly take uh, one of the smaller tributaries. There's are smaller tributaries, but they're still big rivers, um, out into the middle of the rainforest where very few exploration, very little exploration has been done. Um, so we'll just start there with you guys getting on the boat. Alfonso, my man. Ah, uh, see, uh, Mr. Cruz. This everybody is Alfonso, the man who knows exactly where we are at all times. If we ever get lost, it's on him. 
I'll like slap his back a little bit too. Yeah, hard. you can you can you can blame me, but uh says very uh, say he's suddenly German. Um <laughs> there's very few places. Uh you know, I, I can tell you roughly where we are, but that's about it. Uh the jungle is very thick. It's going to be hard going, but uh you said you're looking for plants. Uh there are lots of plants. I believe I said I was looking for danger. Well, you probably know some of the worst dangers that we have. Um, uh, probably the deadliest animal is the mosquito, but uh, there's not much we can do about that. Um, no good, too uh, tiny. You can't put little plaques with a mosquito on it. Think uh, bigger. The, the water can be quite dangerous. Um there's a lot of debris that's on the bottom that uh, can snag you and pull you under. Um, uh, and, uh, but, but it's okay. Um, if you get snagged, uh, we don't need to retrieve your body because the piranha will probably no. will be much more than bones by the time uh, we get to you. There's also uh, black caiman, which is a species of alligator. Um, there are electric eels. There are anacondas. Uh, on the land, there are jaguars. There are pit vipers. Um, there are... Uh, oh, there's also sharks in the water. So, yeah, not so dangerous. Forest, right? so. The giant centipede? <laughs> no, the giant... The, the dreaded candiru. That's the, that's the worst thing out there. Oof. I believe what you're trying oh. to tell me is to stay out of the water. No, just don't piss yeah. out on the side of the boat and you'll be fine. Uh, stay out of the water, stay out of the stay out of the jungle. <laughs> mm, but that's where the ants are. I'm there are army ants, there are bullet ants. Bullet ants are a nice thing. You get bit by one of those and you're going to scream for about two weeks in agony. And if your heart doesn't give out, then you'll uh, recover, but You'll feel the pain for the rest of your life. Um, there's also large giant wandering spiders. Best to just watch what you're doing. I'll admit you lost me with the debris, but I'm into the crocodiles and the jaguar. Also, if you see any really, really spectacularly beautiful little tiny frogs, they're deadly. Don't touch the them. Don't, don't, don't get them. Don't let them jump on you. Um, all right, so uh, your boat start, starts out. It makes a you know a chuggy, chuggy, chuggy sort of sound as it moves along. It doesn't move very fast. The, the Amazon right where you are is is very wide, um, almost you know it looks as the largest, uh, widest river in the world right where you are. Um, and you begin moving upwards. You can see that the, the jungle rises up. There's not much topography. You don't see mountains or anything like that. You just see jungle. Uh, and the jungle gets thicker as you go along. Um, civilization, of course, is also leaving itself behind you. Uh, when you're near the when you're still near Manaus, you can see other boats. You can see people ferrying fruit back and forth. Uh, you can see small villages along the riverbanks where the you know, supplies are going back and forth. But after 
After a couple of hours, you are now in the jungle on the Amazon and you don't see people anymore. Uh, it's just miles and miles of green, uh, lush uh, plants. Um, Dr. Arbor, uh, as you're looking around, do a spot hidden for me. Oh, certainly. I spotted my Something beginning with J. Is a hard success exactly. Um, you, as you're going along, you are playing a game of identifying plants. Um, you can tell that's a, a fern of this type and a, and a, a large leaf plant of that type and a philodendron of that. You do also see orchids up in the trees and in the bushes. Um, they don't look they don't look like things you haven't already seen. Um, nothing unusual. A lot of them are beginning to bloom, but the blooms are, you know, nondescript little white or yellow flowers uh, hanging down in brackets of. Uh, they're they're pretty, but uh, you you know what they are. They're on sidiums of this, and um, not really anything that you're looking for. You're looking for things that that people haven't already found uh, out in the deepest part of the jungle. Uh, as afternoon uh, approaches, or as noon approaches, um, the the captain suggests that you uh, stop. Um, that we all have sort of a meal together uh, and that we just, you know, park the boat and uh, take a break because it's hot, it's steamy, it's uncomfortable. Uh, maybe take a little bit of a siesta. Yes, yes, Bart, those are all orchids. You're, what? Even you're that quite... one? Yes, that's also, they're, they're, yes, that's also an orchid. Uh, incredible. What about that one? That, that's, that's an orchid too. You know, Bart... If you see any animals you find interesting, I would love to hear about them. Oh, don't get me started. Then he'll start talking about all the exciting animals he's seen and shot. Making you a lot immediately of regret. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Lots of spider webs in the trees. Lots of, uh, lots of, uh, what are they? Uh, dragonflies, things like that. Uh, you've also probably seen a lot of frogs, a lot of uh, smaller animals that, that would be on the banks of the river. Uh, and you've heard things that you can identify as various species of, uh, you know, monkey, howler, howler monkeys and things like that. So you, you anchor the boat. Um, you anchor it under the shady parts of the overhanging canopy. Um, and one of the, uh, one of your men is, he appears to be a cook. So he's going to cook up some, uh, some beans and rice and, uh, uh, various, uh, plantain based food, which is a kind of a banana, starchy banana. It tastes more like a potato. Um, but he makes up some, some stuff for you all to eat. And, uh, it's not bad. It's not great. Uh, but then again, a lot of you are British, so you don't like it that too spicy anyway. Uh, at least not, maybe not currently. Maybe you'd like some curry, but you don't really have curry there. If it isn't boiled mm. and if it isn't bland, it's not proper British cooking. <laughs> mm. 
So as you're sitting there... There's still flavor in this. You have not boiled it enough. Um, the, the forest is not quiet. The forest makes constant noise. But you start to hear, off in the distance, a, uh, what you think at first is a drum beat. Kind of a bum 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 bum. And you're not sure what it is, um, but after a few minutes listening to it, it sounds more and more like another boat engine. And coming around the bend behind you is another river boat. And it is sailing. Um, you know, they can't go very fast, but it is coming in your direction. Um, looks not like it's not like it's going to hit you, uh, more like it's going to pass you. Um, to a spot hidden as you're looking. 76 is a failure. That's Hard not a plan. 100. Why look at it? You're busy, uh, Hugh, you're busy looking at the a book you're reading, I guess. <laughs> How'd you do? Uh, I'm sorry, I did. Everybody said it at the same time. Uh, Holly, uh, Madeline, oh seven. Yes. Okay. So, the boat as it's coming, uh, Madeline, much to your horror, you can see that it is Dirk. Uh, Heil Regal uh, and some of his men and Dirk comes out of the cabin and up onto the uh, up onto the front of the boat as uh, they're they're approaching and he's like well, 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 imagine seeing you out here Leave it to you to not be able to to copy the path that we're taking. Can't find your own orchids. Hello, oh well, I had to. I had to try to find out where you were because you know I have a. I have to repay you for last night. How's the how? How's your mouth? Oh, my missing teeth! You see there. Yeah, I owe you for that. He turns around, and then he turns back, and he's got a dynamite stick in his hand. He lights it and he flings it right at the cabin of your your boat. He's um, positively mad. Madeline, I told you. Do a luck roll. Dear. Uh, lowest, like, so group luck, lowest luck? Well, just you, Madeline. Just okay. Just, how'd you do it? 30. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I rolled it. the wrong dice. Figure that out again. Uh, Twenty-two. That's still a success. Yeah. Okay. No, he also succeeded. He got a thirteen. Um, I'm going to say that it bounces on the deck, but unfortunately, it does go into down the little stairs into the cabin. What do you guys all do? Uh, is there water or something that? There's no time. I'm jumping into the water. Or on the land. If we're close to land, jumping on land. If we're not... I'm you're you're actually there. about 10 feet from the land. Because you were parked under the tree. What's everybody else do? Y'all see this encounter. This I am really interesting. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. 
Say, so someone turn the heating on. Hugh, man, there's dynamite. And Bart's gonna try and run downstairs to get it out of there. Dino, who? Okay, uh, uh, Doctor Graham. I am bumbling about in uh, indecision. Okay, and Everett. Getting out of Bartholomew's way because we were we both had the same idea, but when two of us going down there are just going to trip over each other and blow <laughs> ourselves up. So I'm going to leave it to him. You are technically faster if you want to go. <laughs> if, if I'm if I'm faster, I will I will take over and I will go and go in his place. Are you guys asserting that you have some kind of number like a move rate or something? I saw <laughs> in the fight quantitatively I've... comparable. <laughs> Well, you see, when we were fighting, I saw Everett at the same time I threw a punch taking pictures. On a scale of we'll 1 have. to 10, what would you say you fall on? <laughs> Actually, I, I do think we're dead even, so maybe I should uh, go for this one. All right. Um, since Bart said it first, Bart, you take a step onto the stairs, and you can see the dynamite at the bottom of the stairs. And that fuse is only about like that as it's burning down. You've only got a second and you don't think that you're going to be able to grab it and throw it. Damn you, hell wriggle. And he's just going to jump for the edge of the boat then. Just dive for okay. it. So Everett, you see him start to go down and then suddenly back up and dive for the yeah. edge. No nope. fuse, no fuse. <laughs> Okay, ba-boom, there's an explosion. Um, it doesn't like blow the ship up in an explosion, but it definitely blows a hole in the bottom of the ship. Um, debris goes everywhere. Uh, Bart and Everett do luck rolls to see if you get hit by any shrapnel. Uh, Hugh and Dr. Graham do dex rolls to see if you fall off the edge of the boat. I have a regular success. 89. I take it a plunge. Dr. Dr. Graham goes flying over the edge. Uh, Hugh, you get knocked out of your chair and sprawled on the on the deck, but you can see now that uh, it has been blown up. Madeline, you dive into the water. The water is only about three or four feet deep right where you are. Um, you can also all do constitution rolls to see if your eardrums are hurt. Mine are hurt. <laughs> 62 was a pass. Mine are okay. Okay. So, actually, Madeline, I guess you were underwater when it went, so you probably aren't as hurt. But anyways, um, you hear the German guy laughing, ah, ha, 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 as he, uh, as the boat speeds on and goes. You'll pay for that! You hear me? You'll pay! Um, I can also say that, let's see, two of the guys were under in the cabin downstairs uh, taking naps when it happened. Uh, the other three have also managed to jump off into the water before it blew. And you can now see your, the smoking cabin of your boat, and the whole thing is sinking very quickly into the mud and muck. Um, the, the the deck of the cabin is still above the water, but only by a, a couple of inches. And uh, a lot of your supplies are actually downstairs in the, in the cabin. 
What do you want to do? Well, there any no time we can uh, salvage and supplies. Hmm. Go ahead, Cruz. Yeah, no time uh, crying about uh, exploded boat. It's time to ferry this off of the uh, water before it gets soaked, and just start uh, sending people to work. Like we're all hands on deck. We're moving shit off this boat. Okay. Now things are getting interesting, Doctor Arbor. <laughs> oh, too interesting for my taste. I would prefer the entirety of the interest of this voyage to have been the flowers, but it's you rust. say that Just... now, Bart. But wait until you see the status of your elephant gun. I didn't bring that. I brought a slightly lower caliber. Ah, <laughs> wise. I think they call it a punt gun. <laughs> oh yes, a punt gun. Yeah. <laughs> Fitzross, how's your camera doing? Did you get a shot of that from us jumping away? I'm, I'm a fairly resourceful fellow. I'm hoping my camera is able to survive. Actually, do a luck roll. Well, I, I apologize. I can either do a luck roll or spend 10 luck to make sure. Teacher, teacher, is his camera okay? Oh, is oh, his two. camera okay in the explosion, teacher? You got an O2? Yes. Okay, so you were wearing your camera at the time, which is good. Or, or ca carrying it. It's a big yeah, old thing with a flash. Yeah. All right. So um, with, um, with uh, Hugh and the other two men, of course, you've got two guys that were just killed. Um, what do you want? How do you want to handle that? I and mean, the other guys help you to get all the stuff off the boat, but one of the one of the survivors is like grief stricken. My brother, my brother, he says. Okay. I believe that the best way to handle this is with some uh, uh, patented British coldness. Stiff upper mm -hmm. lip. Shame. It's a shame. <laughs> taken the at the prime of his life. Uh, how how we take it to our graves. We don't express emotion. How destroyed are their bodies? Are they like intact or are they just like they're kind of wound? pinned in there because you know mm. parts of the deck collapsed and <laughs> yeah, you'd have to almost go underwater to try to get them out. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, in my very broken Portuguese if uh, the concept of insurance exists in this time. Yeah. I don't know what you're saying. Excellent. Um, I am going to uh, say, well, this is a lost cause. Boat's unrepairable. We're going to uh, uh, continue on foot. Uh the, what supplies we have left, we're going to pack into actual packs. Everybody's going to be carrying a pack. Um, and we're going to trek through. Um, and at the time that people are packing uh, bags, uh, I'm going to sneak off and spill some uh, uh, coal, gasoline, whatever our accelerant is. And, oh, no, it caught fire. And now the, the boat's going up in flames. Oh, dear. So that you have an excuse to not try to retrieve the bodies. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so the bank, right where you are, uh, it's pretty pretty short. 
you've got a few feet where you can stand and then it's jungle right up to the up up to within a few feet of the waterline um it's impenetrable without getting out the machetes and starting to hack your way in um everybody do a spot hidden Sixty-one is a pass. Six. Okay. Um, who who failed? I okay. did. So I almost fifty um, points. <laughs> as you're getting ready to start hacking your way into the jungle, uh, those of you who passed, you feel a little itchy. Um like you're not sure what you just feel itchy maybe it's because you're wet from jumping in the water um but when you like you might have to lift your pant leg or something to look you have leeches all over you um those of you who can't didn't notice you have leeches too you just didn't <laughs> notice them yet uh, Bart turns oh. around and you can see they're just all up his back because he you know had to he's down to just overalls hacking through um, oh, we've got these little blighters. Stand by me all over again, hand down the trousers. <laughs> your, uh, your, uh, uh, one of your assistants, he pulls out well, how he managed to keep a dry pack of cigarettes. You're not sure. But he, uh, he actually comes over to Dr. Arbor, who also somehow managed to keep his pipe lit through the entire incident. He uh, lights his cigarette with your pipe. And then he comes over and one by one, he pushes the hot red end of the cigarette up against the leech and it makes a little squeaky noise as it pulls itself out and falls into the water. Um, uh, but he says, he says, it's not so good. You've got open wounds uh, in this environment. So that's all we pay you the uh, exploitative bucks for, Paolo. Does anybody anybody want to do first aid? At least to on a scale from one from... to one hundred, I have a forty percent. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. feel that we're somehow equal, Doctor Arbor. I I am better at first aid than you are, as it is my role on the expedition. <laughs> Likewise, I'm also better. Well, I will let somebody well, do... more qualified in this regard <laughs> to tend to my wounds. Uh, so right, I'm going to start treating everybody but Dr. Arbor uh, to start with, and then I'll <laughs> finally get to Dr. Arbor at the end. While they're doing roll. that, um, is it like the time of day where we need to start thinking about making camp, or could we continue trekking on? Because I might it's a it's a little, a little scouting. At this point, it's a little bit afternoon, maybe one o'clock in the afternoon, so it's hot. Okay. I'll push forward and do a little bit of scouting, not too far ahead, just trying to find a good path. Okay. I'll probably do that. So pushing forward means hacking with the machete, yeah. <laughs> cutting your way in. Um, unfortunately, I think that the speed is around 10 feet every five or 10 minutes. You know, it's slow. Yeah. At least there. it starts a path forward for us anyway. While yeah, but it's yeah. real slow going. Um, I rolled a 59 under my 60. Okay. So you, you managed to, you know, wipe away the blood and... Uh, 
you know, clean the wounds a bit. You don't, you don't want to clean them with the Amazon water because it's, you use fresh water to clean them. But hopefully you won't get infected. You should keep an eye on them, though, as you go. All right. Um, you hack your way into the forest, and um, all of the uh, all, all of you that don't have really experience in that never thought that it could be this grueling. It's it's grueling. Um, you're sweating. You're hot. Your clothes are wetter than they were when you were in the water. Um, and after you manage to get in, you, you've gone in, for, you know, with uh, for maybe two hours. You've you've hacked in. Um, you finally come to an area where there's a bit of a clearing. Uh, it's not very big, but um, it's big enough that you know you could rest here. Uh, maybe it's thirty feet across, um, and. Uh, there, uh, it's just a flat area. It's kind of a flat, sandy area. And it's now about four, so the sun's going to be going down. The sun's already lower in the sky, so in the jungle, it's going to start getting dark just because the, the light is all blocked by the jungle. Uh, Bart would like to do a, a little bit of a tour around and look for animal tracks. Any clearing like this is just primed for some critter. Okay. Do a spot hidden or do a tracking or spot hidden. Uh, I would love to do a tracking because I'm much better at tracking. that. And I still failed. So 83 over okay. 70. You, you don't have see any much. The ground is uh, the ground around the edges of this clearing are kind of uh, uh, flat, mossy, and uh, they don't show animal prints very well. Uh, there are uh, there are a number of fallen, dead, rotting logs and things like that, which would be a perfect environment for giant centipedes. Uh, something you really don't want to encounter. You have been told that the bite of the giant centipede is excruciatingly painful. No one sit on those logs. What are the rest of you doing? Are you going to set up camp? I'm uh, being very dejected, not being able to sit on these logs. I am. I am exhausted. I'm setting up camp. Yeah, I, I'm directing the remaining people to set up camp along with me. Okay. Fortunately, my tobacco is sealed. Keep the moisture out anyway. One so, Bart, you, place. you are sort of walking around, scouting, looking for things. Um, is everybody else just setting up camp? Okay. Um, you, you also realize back at the disaster, um, you can't carry everything. Uh, you, you had two weeks' worth of rations. You don't have two weeks' worth of rations. You can't carry that much. Uh, you're doing as best you can. Uh, but did, you figure uh, you've got about a week. Yeah. Did Bart's rifle survive? The like the hunting rifle. Do a luck roll. Uh, no, it didn't. Doesn't look like it. Sixty six. It got lost somewhere in the threat. Guess we'll have to do this old style pistol and machete. Yeah, your pistol was on your side, so. That's cool. 
All right. Um, so as you guys are, you guys have set up camp. Uh, one of the guys, uh, once again, uh, starts to put together some sort of meal for you. The uh, smell of cooking food uh, sort of permeates the area. Um, uh, Alphonse tells you that, you know, there's a lot of things that are deadly and, and, and poisonous in the, in the jungle, but there's a lot of things that are also edible. Um, you see any big lizards, any iguanas or anything like that, even, even the croc, the, the alligators, they're edible. They're, they're good eats. And there's fish in the Amazon. So if you uh, sort of be creative, you can find stuff to eat. Do I know of any edible plants in this region of the world? Yeah, probably. Uh, do a luck roll. 86. Actually, I'll take that. I do a biology or a botany roll. Botany. Okay, well, if it's an 86, I will spend one point of luck to pass. Okay. Um, You find a plant that you identify as kind of a... Uh, it's got tuberous roots that are very similar to potatoes. Um, there's quite a few of them growing. So if anything, you've got yourself some potatoes. Yeah, I'll start pulling those. Okay. Um, Mr. Cruz, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to have a team meeting with the remaining uh, uh, guides. Okay. Um, one guy looks uh, devastated still. I'm sure your brother is very, uh, very important. But uh, fact remains that we're here to do a job. We're here to get these people dandy, some of them may be, uh, through uh, this expedition and out the other side. We're going to dig in. We're going to get it done. And we will all put our hands in the middle. One, two, three, ha! and then we uh, keep going. <laughs> okay, uh, Doctor Everett. Um, despite the fact that you're in distress, that you're you're you feel moderately in danger being stranded out here in the middle of the jungle, it's actually quite beautiful. Suddenly, gained a doctorate in all this uh, mess as well. Wow. Um, what what are you up to in that case? Uh, mainly keeping an eye out, uh, say helping once the camp's set up, otherwise just being a general helping hand and making sure that nothing's going to come stalking out of the uh, out of the jungle, Prussian or otherwise. Okay. Uh, Madeline, um, you've had you know you, you know how to put the camp together, so you've you've done that. You've you put the camp together. <laughs> What do you want to do after that? You are tired, um, and it's hot and steamy. I'd like to have a conversation with um, Hugh, actually. Um, okay. You see Hugh over with the other men. He's uh, cheering cheering them up. and uh, Right. <laughs> yeah, I'll gesture, you know, for him to have a word. Um, with the What's boat, with yes, the boat disabled, what is the plan here, Mr. Cruz? Um, well... We, we have sufficient uh, equipment to bushwhack our way through uh, towards our de intended destination. 
Um, I suspect that uh, we will be able to... How can I politely say this? Commandeer the uh, boat that passed us earlier, um, whether through uh, a... diplomacy or force. Um, it's assuming that they end up in the same destination as as us. I, it's probably a fair assumption. But... That's true, but they'll have to rest. They'll have to stop to rest for the uh, evening. Uh, at some point, they can't uh, potter through the entire night. Uh, it gets too okay. dark. So I Are suspect they've only made it maybe a, a, a mile or two further down a river than we have anyway. Um, Are you suggesting we stage a coup this evening? Try to take the boat from them. Uh, I'm not not saying that. Um, it depends on how uh, ready and able everybody else is. Um, I think Bart and I could probably manage that quite well, actually. Hmm. Yes. Um, you know, we, we have adequate uh, machetes to equip uh, those of us that wish to go. The only concern is if we leave somebody behind and one of those... Uh, uh, alligators crawls up or I don't know, an insect is in the presence of Dr. Arba he might die of fright um... <laughs> now listen here when you deal a lot with plants, you deal a lot with insects too, while I don't study them they happen to enjoy being on plants I didn't think a gentleman um, eavesdropped Dr. Arbor. this was a private conversation gentlemen are also not normally stranded in the middle of the godforsaken <laughs> jungle Miss well, Sharp. since you're already keyed into what we're discussing, perhaps this is the conversation for the group at large. Anyway, we need a boat. Um, Mr. Cruz here is is doing a good job of maintaining calm, but we cannot survive this jungle environment indefinitely. And without a form of quick transportation, it is a very long way back to a, a, a as Dr. Arbor would say, a more civilized place. So... Bart, I think it's time we stage a, stage a coup. I love it. I was going to go I... wrestle some crocodiles, but this sounds better. Let's go. Mr. Cruz Tonight. wisely has concerns about those of you who may choose to stay behind and how well you can defend yourselves. Oh, I, I believe uh, I would rather like to come with you, be on a boat again as soon as possible. Please, please don't go traipsing through the jungle like an elephant might, as you have been doing for the last half hour. I mean, we're here to look for orchids, though, aren't we? Yes, we are. And we will find some orchids just as soon as we get a boat back. Um, with that uh, said, um, I'll call out to the uh, other mem uh, members of the workers' camp. Uh, I'll assign two people to stay behind with us. We'll take Alfonso with us. And then I'll start handing out knives that are larger than Dr. Arba's arms. Okay. Actually, before you do that, you guys are still conferencing. Uh, Bart, Everett, and Hugh do spot hiddens. No. Uh, 09. Uh, under okay. 45. So exactly extreme. I'm sorry, Everett, did you pass? Uh, oh, okay. So uh, as you guys are kind of discussing what you're going to do, uh, Bart and Everett, uh, before Hugh turns around to talk to the other men, 
they've kind of spread out a little and they're kind of making themselves comfortable. You notice something very odd. One of the men, uh, he's, he's moving some stuff around and he suddenly looks uh, into the edge of the jungle a few feet in front of him. And he cocks his hand like that and takes a step forward and you see what looks like a vine um, coming from, it's, it's hanging down from the tree, uh, except that it doesn't look like a green vine. It's kind of silvery in color, almost like a, a metal cable. And it seems to be going straight up into the tree. Uh, as you kind of glance up into the tree, you see more of these, almost like a, a spider web. And just as you see that, the guy sort of goes like this and touches the, uh, the cable. And when he does, you see him pull back and his finger is stuck to the cable. And all of a sudden, the cable snaps and he goes flying up into the, the tree canopy. And you hear him yell uh, as he is pulled like into the tree. Uh, up into the bushes. Oh my! What are our carriers? What the devil is that? Screaming violently. It's some ah. kind of trap. Step away from the silvery things. What are you talking about? What happened? Machete out. <laughs> yeah. You do see <laughs> more yeah, of these. All weapons out. You do see more of these strings that come down, like cables. They don't look like. They don't look like vines. They look like almost translucent ropes. And they're like moving through the air or are they? Static? No, they're, they're, they're stretched tight like they were like this. And mm -hmm. when he touched it, it snapped at the bottom and yanked him up like a, uh, like a trap of some sort. They can be buried underfoot. Um, what we might do is I, I would like to find a skinny tree uh one that i can just cleave in twain with my um my machete uh, and then okay. i would like to hoist it above my head and throw it into these uh, uh and attempt to clear them okay you can hear him yelling it sounds like he's maybe 30 feet up in the tree um yeah you can't see him directly you have to you'd have to get closer and look up to see him where he is i'll go get him i can climb a little bit <clears throat> yeah I, I just want to clear the, the the area around him so it's um safer ah um, great idea okay um so a couple things uh bart you start moving forward um maybe to climb the tree nearby uh hugh you said you hack a, a stick in order to clear these other traps um uh Madeline and Everett and Graham. What are you guys doing? Well, I have I mean, a you're machete, so I think I'm gonna try to hack at these cables, but not touch them. <laughs> okay. Um uh, <laughs> Everett. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Be, uh Madeline, don't be careful using your machete. 
you could lose it if it gets stuck and taken up. That is a fair point, Dr. Arbor. I think uh, Mr. Cruz has the right idea. Is there like a rock or a branch or just some loose something? Tons of them. Yeah. Yeah. I want to just take something and like just toss it into one of okay. these. Okay. So let's, let's play it out like this. So Graham, you've, you've picked up a stick and you've tossed it towards one of these strands hanging down. Um, the second your stick touches the strand, it is stuck to the strand and it immediately snaps and yanks it up into the air. Um, uh, cue likewise, any of the strands that you touch uh, with the stick, it literally yanks the stick out of your hand and up into the air. You can sort of see that there is like a, a coating on the strand like glue. It, it kind of glistens in the light. Bart, as you step forward and look up, you can see that there is a kind of interconnected uh, tangle of these ropes going back and forth. And you can see your comrade, the, the, the guy, uh, he's screaming and he's struggling, but he seems to be attached to these strings now. And that's when you see something moving in the canopy towards him. It's slinging, it's sliding down one of these cables, and it is an extremely large spider. It is itself bright green with uh, red dots on it, uh, and it is moving quickly towards him. When he sees it, he is now screaming hysterically. And I mean this big. <laughs> if I was a believer in such things, I would dare say that the name of the cantina we visited was some kind of foreshadowing. Steady on, chap. I'll have my trophy soon enough and you'll be safe as houses. And he just pulls out his gun and starts shooting into the, the air. <laughs> All right, go ahead and uh, shoot for accuracy. Uh, I'll spend seven luck to make that first shot a success. He's not an amazing shot. Okay, do a uh, do a uh, damage roll. All right, uh, four four damage. Okay, uh, you hit the thing. There is a great splattering of goop. Um, uh, drips of it come down, and uh, the creature uh tries to start to scramble back into the the canopy of the trees. Um, but uh, it, uh, it, it looks like it almost attaches another of these ropes uh, to where it is, and it begins to drop out of the tree, um, hanging down like, like spiders do. Madeline, um, the trophy of a lifetime. There's a giant spider. I don't particularly care about trophies, Bart. I want to get out of here alive. <laughs> Dr. Arbor, you're pretty sure it's a species that you've never you've never hear, heard of or identified. It's very big. We'll name it after Bilton. Everett, get my picture. Get my picture. <laughs> Uh, how about we focus on uh, dispatching this uh, 
horrible arachnid or photography. It lands on the ground and begins moving in your direction. And it's little. Oh, I'm going to go uh, away from it. <laughs> yeah, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. <laughs> Bartholomew now does have a machete in the other hand and the pistol, and he's just going to keep firing when he gets a chance. Okay, yeah, you going to fire again? Uh, anyone else want to do anything while this is happening? I'm going to run up taking some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we'll let Bart shoot it first. Yep, success uh, on that. Shoot. Ooh, seven. Uh, yeah, at that point, you sort of splatter it. And with a great squelchy, wet-sounding thing, it splatters onto the ground. And uh, its great hulking mass sort of falls down its little feet, twitching. It rolls onto its back, and its little feet move in. Um, never seen anything like it, but apparently that's that's its trap that... If you touch those strands, it just yanks you up into the tangle of his web. And then he has, you can look up and you can see that there are other things that are up in the web. Uh, and there are animal bones, which you find on the ground uh, underneath it. But the man's still stuck up there. Bart, how about you go rescue that man? I wanted to take a closer look at this. What? What? I was going to start cleaning. I guess I don't know. I'd figure out how to clean it. You probably cut him out of his clothes and then uh, try and like secure a rope around him. Uh, All right. He will work with you if you've got the rope. Let's get this chap down. Uh, Madeline, you realize that as long as you're not cutting right where the sticky part is, the cables, although they're rather strong, um, they cut. Okay. It's like cutting a, a, a rope. Yeah, then I'm um, going to be hacking away, clearing this area. All right, you might you can manage to get him back out of the out of the tree. Um, okay. uh, Doctor Doctor uh, Arbor, uh, do you have biology? I do have biology. Triple biology role for me. <laughs> I don't have a ninety five in biology, however. Yeah, this. I wonder, can something... I push it? Sure. And risk ruining it completely for Bart wanting to keep it as a trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety-one. Yep. I squish it. Horribly. Yeah, you you unfortunately become so fascinated in certain features of it that you you damage it. It's not quite as hard. As you would expect, if it was an insect, it would have a really hard shell on it. In this case, it's a little softer, almost leathery. Um, uh, this thing's almost an imitation of, a, of an arachnid. And the, the only thing that you notice about it is it's not quite right. Um, you thought that you know arachnids just had uh, eight legs, but this seems to have a couple of extra yeah, this um, isn't this isn't an arachnid at all. Spiders completely the wrong. Oh, oh, I've seemed to have. Uh, are you is saying a, it's is this a sanity roll? Squid. It's a tree squid. I get to name it tree squid. Uh, we as I, we can't say it's a squid quite yet, 
Mr. Bilton. You said it uh, had ten arms. That's a squid. No, that's not how... Never mind, Mr. Bilton. Um, is this a sanity roll looking at this thing? or? Um, well, you're, you're a biologist botanist. You expect to see things you've never seen before in this jungle. Okay. Um, there are, in actual fact, hundreds of thousands of species of insect that have not been identified in the Amazon jungle. So still, people this are finding a... stuff. This is quite a dangerous variety. That's uh. Well, I uh, I'm afraid you're not going to be able to stuff this one, uh, Mister Bilton. Oh God! Uh, yes, best if we don't. It's a distant relation of the New England pentatic. Those things I understand had five limbs, but this is divided on each end to get ten. Yeah, they were bioluminescent, so maybe... I mean, you didn't see this in the dark, but maybe it was a little bioluminescent as well. As you guys are doing this, you've made a lot of noise. Do a spot hidden. Fifty-four returns, so I can pass rolls. Still. <laughs> uh, That's a hard on my end. Okay. Um, as you're standing there panting, uh, your, your assistants are all happy that, that they're all still alive. You, be, you get the strangest feeling that you're not alone, that there's something or some things out there in the, the jungle that are watching you. Did you hear a noise? Did you hear something move? you hear some you know, crinkle uh, crackings of sticks or something you know there's lots of animals you also know that jaguars are hunters that can snap a man's neck and drag him up into a tree but something's out there in the woods it seems we have another Guest. I suspect we may not be safe to make camp. Um, we may need to uh, I think make haste to towards a, uh, a boat. The boat, as you suggested earlier. I agree with Dr. Arbor. Okay. So are you going to break camp? Yes. I think okay. it's time for us to move on. At this point, you're all going to take, uh, you're going to have a penalty dice on your constitution rolls because you're exhausted. And uh, you're still going to continue to try to cut your way through the jungle. Uh, it's a little less dense right where you are, and you can sort of see less denseness, you know, in certain directions. You're hoping that that's going to lead you along the river. Uh, you're maybe 100 feet from the river, but you can't see the river directly because it's back through the jungle. Um, you might be able, if you're very quiet, you could hear it. You can hear the the movement of the water the, the, as it moves over rocks in the distance. But uh, the jungle is also very loud, and it also dampens a lot of sound. 
All right. So uh, it, it's also getting darker. Um, how are you going to proceed? Who's in front? Who's in back? Um, you might take also point. take turns. You know, two people hack for a little while, then two people more, then two people. Mm-hmm. Plus, you've got your assistants who can also. Uh, as a as a hardier man than uh, some uh, others may be, um, I will push ahead at the front, uh, given my endurance trait. Okay. So on you go. You get about an hour, and after about an hour, it's getting much darker. Um, you realize that your exhaustion is is getting pretty deep. You're getting that feeling as if uh, when you're truly exhausted, it feels like you keep waking up, like the whole thing feels like a, a freaking nightmare, and uh, it's just so monotonous and so grueling. Um, you find that you're taking more and more rest breaks uh, to sort of recover from it. And then you find yourself kind of at the end of this tunnel you're cutting through and you're just looking around at each other and you're all just so tired. You've, you've set up, uh, you've got a lanterns that you're carrying with you, that the other men are, and you realize you just need to stop at least for, another half hour or so and uh, drink some water, eat some food. And you're sitting there not talking. You're, you're too exhausted to talk. And that's when you realize that there are some, there's people in the woods around you in the, in the jungle. uh, And they are moving in your direction towards you. You are surrounded. And when you finally get a glimpse, it sort of of frightens you because these people are obviously natives. They are uh, scantily dressed. Um, They're all men. They are fairly short. Uh, You'd say not a one of them is over five feet tall. Uh, They are dark brown skinned black straight hair hanging down and various uh, small colorful things in their their get-ups. They all have spears and they are pointing them at you as they come forward. Um, one of them Yell says Port- something, but none of you understand what he says. Yell in Portuguese, we are not on the menu. Um, they uh, very, very cautiously move towards you, um, taking tiny little steps at a time. Do any of you want to do anything or or what? I'm going to talk to them in Portuguese, um, Spanish. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to take one of our um, our assistants and sort of push them in front uh, there the best equipped to deal with this. Um, you all try to communicate, but they don't understand you. Um, Madeline, you've been in the jungle a little while, so have the, the assistants. It's not it's not Portuguese or Spanish. It's there's there's a number of native languages, uh, and they all 
they're all different and they all sound they're all right. tribal um, is there one that looks in charge <laughs> uh there's one that's more in the front than the others so oh, i'll i'll make a point of like drawing on my pipe and then blowing um, it out and then i'll pass it to him pull it out so he's he's reticent at first and as he's looking at you with his spear and then he uh he reaches out and he takes it and he smells it and he saw what you did so he tries it and he's mm, good like this and uh he says something to these others and they don't really lower their their spears but they sort of look less less in a tense than they were a moment ago. Um, they start now coming forward and looking at the stuff you have. Uh, they become more curious. They, uh, they especially look at Madeline. Um, they look, they, they give you back your pipe. Uh, they're looking at the strange thing around Everett's neck. Um, what do you want to do? They don't understand your clothes either. They're they're looking at these and you know, I bet these chaps know what that thing in the tree was. Uh give me give me that stick. Uh and he's going to very crudely in the dirt draw like a circle with tin legs out of it, trying to do this spider. And then he kind of like stomps at it and is like, I killed it. Me. They uh, come over to you, Doctor Bart, and they uh, they they reach up. Doctor Bart. Uh, Doctor Bart. I'm sorry. I'm this, the diploma. Guy. <laughs> the diploma fish got me too. Like candy at this point. Actually, that's he's what happens. Gonna have doctorates in a second. <laughs> he's, he's a dumb doctor. Um, Bart, they they come over to you. They come over to you, and they suddenly become fascinated by your beard. Likewise, Dr. Arbor, they become fascinated by your beard. Uh, Hugh, your mustache, because they don't have facial hair. Do a spot hidden as they're, they're doing this. This is vitality. This means uh, good breeding. 16 <laughs> is one try of an extreme. Uh, normal I for have, me. I have not succeeded a single okay. spot hidden roll. <laughs> there. Uh, well, Hugh, you don't notice this. Doctor Arbor, you do, and Bart, you do. But it, you you notice it in this way. Um, there seem to be more hands than men um, when they're kind of looking at your beard and your the color of your hair, and you realize that at least two of these guys have an extra arm. Like, uh, it's growing kind of partly out of their back, but they're very interested in your beard. And they suddenly change their demeanor for a second, and the, the leader, uh, uh, he motions for you to follow them. Or two. Well, we, I think we're being invited. Hmm. But be careful. Something, something is 
a miss here. Is it because of the extra arm? I was thinking well, that would right. actually be I mean, very that, helpful that, for carrying our things. That, 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 that spider had extra arms, and now these people seem to be developing an extra limb. I'm Either sorry, you John do realize... Got very sleepy when he created this part of the world, or there is something altering the growth of things around here. No, no, you're right, Dr. Arbor. We forgot about it, it's in the name! The Armazon Forest! No, that's not the name, Bart. This bolt of lightning comes from the sky. <laughs> Ow! Why does that happen? Actually, the extra arms are really good for, like, if you want to ship packages out really fast, yeah. like some kind of two-day deliver. Okay, so... <laughs> I don't... Uh, Madeline, how do you feel, being the leader of this company, about following these individuals? Or do you want to keep hunting for the Russian vessel? Truthfully, I think there's more value in getting a boat so that we can actually get the hell out of here. Um, I'm not sure we can do that. We're so tired. That is they, true. They also kind of have surrounded you and, they're, and you're kind of they're kind of urging you. I, I, I don't know that we have very much choice, <laughs> yeah, Dr. Right. Arbor. However, mm. Lord Diggleby might actually pay a handsome sum for some interesting specimen to display in his home, in his manor. So, as it is, and Bart is correct, I I don't know that I can push forward anymore tonight. I mean, if something is influencing the growth of the animal life here, I'm curious to see what it's doing to the plant life. We just, we need to be cautious. Right. So, they lead you through the woods and you can see that there are tracks or or areas of, of you know paths going through the woods that they're following they're not wide but they are well trodden so these people seem to know where they're going uh after about 40 minutes or so uh you can see up ahead that the paths open and uh there is a small village uh, it is primitive. They are, uh, uh, you know, huts made from local wood and, uh, and fauna. They have leaves and uh, reeds and things on the roofs. Uh, you can see that there are cooking fires. It is now dark outside. And as you come out into the clearing, you can see that the sky above is uh, clear and there are thousands of stars and... Uh, the, the firelight from this village, uh, you know, lights up the outsides of their huts. And you can see that there's quite a few other people. Um, they sort of lead you in. And when they are uh, all within 100 feet of the main parts of the village, uh, there is suddenly um, uh, maybe 20 other uh, males with... Uh, spears in hand that come running out uh, as if there was a sudden challenge. But uh, they run forward and they sort of block the path for a moment. And then, you know, the, the guy who's with you indicates to them that it's okay. And they move to either side and they're all very curious. Women and children start to move in your direction. They're very curious about what you look like. 
uh, and they're speaking to one another. Um, it, it seems to be a focus on the color of your skin, the color of your hair, uh, the facial hair, and things like that. Um, there's a, you, you do notice that there is this mutation, this deformity. Uh, it's not in all of them, but a few of them have extra limbs. Um, the children seem to. Um, your, your first thought goes to, you know, inbreeding. Uh, they're probably all related to one another. And after years of that, there's also other small deformities in the shape of their skull and things like that that make you believe they're quite a primitive tribe, uh, perhaps one yet undiscovered. But they seem friendly enough. They, uh, they come in. Uh, some of the, uh, uh, some of them move forward, and they actually themselves sort of look at your bodies, maybe touching you in what you might at first consider inappropriately. But they, it's like they don't quite understand what you are. Um, you don't have an extra limb, and you, you know, your ears are not quite as pronounced. So they're fascinated by you, but they're they're being hospitable. Um, they bring you near a campfire sort of towards the center of the village and they have you sit and they immediately begin to bring you uh, like what look like banana leaves that have food on them. You don't know what it is, but it could be beans or potatoes or, or whatever that they've got in the jungle. There's pieces of meat, you're pretty sure, maybe monkey meat, you have no idea. And uh, they bring you uh, gourds that have a liquid in it. It looks kind of milky. Uh, it's salty. It's sweet. It's, uh, it's not unpleasant. Um, you'd almost guess like a corn, corn stuff, but it, it doesn't. You, know, it, you don't think corn grows here. Um, what do you guys do? Dig in. I'll, I'll yeah, try it. I'll have a seat. Maybe, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a bit more concerned with where we're going to be sleeping. Um, so I'll, I'll start like miming, like, like trying to communicate that we, we want somewhere to sleep. Um, they smile and they pat you on the shoulder and feel your hair a little. And you're just not sure if they understand, but they might understand. Uh, I want it as I'm eating. Is is the one that kind of led the party who brought us here hanging around? Um, he you noticed that he immediately left the group, and he went to kind of the far end of the village. Uh, there seems to be uh, you know, there's huts. He seems to go into a hut that's a little bigger than the others. Um, some you could say decorations. But it's not really, it's it's all plant life that's that's there. Uh, but he's gone into there while all of this is going on. Oh, I just want to get somebody who's nearby and be like, I am Graham. 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 And he points to himself. And um, didn't think of giving them all names, but uh, Atu. Atu. 
And then he goes like this to his, like you assume his village, and he says, Nana Awatu. Nana Awatu. Let's take a five minute break right there because I need to use the restroom. <laughs> So as you are sitting there, it's dark and it's kind of beautiful and there's nice smells. You can smell flowers and the jungle's got its own, you know, fragrances at night. Uh, some plants only bloom at night and their fragrances are almost intoxicating and you can smell these intoxicating smells around you. The leader that you have been with, he go, he's gone into that, that hut um, he comes out of the hut, steps to the side of the door, and pulls the door open. And a woman steps out. Um, you can't see her at first. She seems to have on a headdress of some sort. Um, she has a staff in her hand. And she's moving with him towards the firelight where you are. You're guessing some sort of shaman. Um uh, Somebody like that, maybe the real leader of the uh, of the tribe. She steps forward. She has, um, you notice this glints of color and light from around her head. Uh, her headdress must have something sparkly or shiny on it. But as she steps forward, she's old. She's an old woman. Her hair is gray. You realize that. Her head is kind of wreathed in plants, um, specifically what look like, as they approach, orchids. Um, they have large flowers on them like this, and they sort of crown her head. And Dr. Arbor, what you kind of notice is that the aerial roots of the orchid, it, it's not just the flowers, it's the plant that's growing on her head. It's actually wrapped itself around her and down onto her chest. It covers her breasts and must be going down her back as well. But it seems attached to her. Um, the color of the orchid is like a, a bright apricot. Um, and it has veins of almost metallic gold running through it. It's, there's nothing you've ever seen in anyone's collection that is as spectacular as this orchid. This would be the crown, uh, the crown jewel of orchids. Um, this, is, this is a remarkable plant. This is, Madeline, this is, this is a type of fine that uh, once in uh, once in a lifetime, this is this is remarkable. I I agree. It's it's a beautiful plant. Lord Diggleby would be quite pleased. But is it does it look like it's glowing well, on her? Orchids grow on other plants for support. This one seems to. 
have uh, attached into a to a human being, animal life instead Quite of plant. Gruesome. I wonder if are, it are, orchids, anywhere around are orchids here. parasitic, Tom? Do they like leech stuff from their host plant? At this time, up? at this time in history, you kind of thought they might be, but nobody has proven otherwise. In fact, they aren't. They just they just wrap themselves around tree branches and hold on. Yeah, it just may be for support, but is it um I want a very I want to approach like I'm very excited. Well, she's so approaching. I um and you can see that the other natives sort of defer to her. They <clears throat> they get lower First down than she is. Um you also notice that behind her now uh, coming out from the huts that are near her hut, uh, you see a number of younger girls. Um, they are maybe in their, you know, prepubescent. Um, and as they come out, you see that they also have wrapped around them uh, orchids, uh, nowhere near as large or mature or as spectacular as hers. She comes forward and she says some things which you don't understand. Um, uh, she seems very interested in you, but there's that kind of aloofness that royalty carries. Um, she observes you and uh, she speaks loudly to everybody. Um, you have no idea what she's saying. But she seems to be bidding you welcome, and that uh, everybody should treat you nicely, which is what the people will do. Uh, after she has observed you, and she does, um, as she's standing there, <clears throat> one of the girls uh, detaches herself from her, comes over to you, Madeline, and um, she uh, she sort of bows a little to you, and she reaches down to take your hand, like to help you stand up. Sure, I'll take it. Okay. So she has you stand up, but she puts her hand just on your back to keep your head lower than the priestess. And the priestess isn't very tall, so, you know, you have to kind of hunker. Yeah, I'm very tall, so I'm lunching at this point. Right. Yeah. So she brings she brings you over to the the woman who says something to you. Um and she she does something with her hand and touches the top of your head and feels your hair. And uh you think she smiles a little bit. And then she uh turns quickly. Uh the girls follow her. Uh they leave you standing there for a moment, but they immediately turn and they go back into their huts and uh the the man who was with her the man who found you um he just motions for you to have your have a seat again and continue i wonder if they're getting you uh, a plant of your own madeline <laughs> that would be perfect then wouldn't it <laughs> are you sure I'm about assuming, that well listen listen there's Mark, no there's I, I, I'm assuming it would take some time for these things to grow, correct, Dr. Arbor? 
Of like, course. Surely, Orchids surely we'd be able slow. to take them off of me before. Yes, I, I wouldn't. If they if they give you a plant, I I wouldn't want to worry about it rooting uh, as some kind of permanent parasitic relationship. It's not. We're still not quite clear if the orchids are feeding off the plants they grow on, or if they just use them for support. Um, but in, in, any, in any event, their growth is not fast enough to warrant right. real and, danger if I they mean, do if, give you one. Don't give me that look, Bart. Listen, if if nothing else, I can hey. have a doctor help me out when we return to England. Think of the money. You know how much money Lord Diggleby has and how much he's paid us in the past. You know and how much this, money he paid for something like this? The, Mad- the, the Madeline orchid yeah. would sell... So much more than anyone before it. This is this is I mean, a discovery. It's uh, it's your on your head. Be it. Well, think of the think of the adventures the two of us could take with the money that we receive from these orchids. Well, we I'm... might be able to go back to Africa. Pay our pay our way back past that ban that you got us last time we were there. Well, that's hardly my fault. You can't uh, can't insult a fishmonger and not have it escalate. Apparently, I don't know. I, it just uh, I it Hugh Everett. Am I am I crazy here? It's, it seems it seems a little flowery. I don't know. You certainly picked the right adjective, I'll say that. So after... Go ahead. You are an expert at photography, and you are an expert at hunting animals, and you are an expert at logistics. I am an expert in plants. And it is in my professional opinion that Madeline would be in no danger from any such plant. And you have no ulterior motives whatsoever. Have you ever heard of a plant uh, that just kills people? That doesn't make any sense. But no, plants don't grow that fast. Exactly. Look, uh, you look, you look at right. the their leader. I mean, she's a woman, and mm. her these flowers around her have grown substantially. You look at the girls, and the flowers have not had the same amount of growth. One might assume that this culture these girls have the same plant for their entire life. Um, it takes quite a lot of time for that to reach the level of maturity as their leader has. Yep, I agree with Dr. Rapa. Everything's fine. What's so after I'm short, hungry. Yeah. After, yeah, you guys eat. <laughs> you guys uh, drink. Uh, the drink they give you is, uh, you don't know what, you, you think it might be plant-based. Um does it taste Some alcoholic? Sort of... No, but it does taste good. I mean, after you know a few sips, you kind of like the flavor. It's sweet. Um, maybe there's this kind of a banana-y flavor to it. Some kind of fruit. You can't quite. You can't quite. Yes, yeah, some sort of tropical fruit that you might not be familiar with. <clears throat> so after after you've eaten and. Uh, um, the uh, the natives don't try to converse with you, but they definitely are interested. They some of them sit around with you, they stare at you. Um, you attribute it to just 
you know, not having seen white folk before, um, that they are fascinated. They stare very intently at you. Makes you a little uncomfortable, but you're willing to realize it's a different culture. It's a different different thing. So you're not really bothered that much by it. Um, when the time seems right, uh, you can see at, at a certain point that the guy sends some people off. Um, uh, I, I won't make you roll for it. You can see that somebody is being asked maybe to switch out of their hut. Um, you see them moving some stuff over, and then they invite you to the hut um, to sleep. They don't sleep on beds. Actually, they do sleep on a kind of bed. Keeps you up off the ground where the bugs might be. That makes sense. Uh, the bed itself made out of things from the jungle. Um, not as comfortable as your lovely beds back in uh, England, but then you're on an expedition you didn't expect them to be. All right. So is there anything you want to do? You guys are exhausted. Yeah, probably just go to bed. This seems like a trustworthy tribe. I'm not going to worry about staying up and catching uh, up. If they, if they wanted to kill us, they would have just killed us. They had us surrounded with spears. Yeah, Bart's asleep. All right. Um, let's have you all do uh, constitution rolls. With the penalty die? With the penalty die, right? Um, Yeah. Because you're exhausted. 48 is still good. Regular success. Failure on my end. I got an 81, which is a success. Okay. Oh, good. So if you succeed, you basically hit the, there's no pillows, you hit the bed, you roll over, and you're gone. Um, the others, you you want to do that, and for some reason, you're just kind of uncomfortable. The bed's not that comfortable. You've been worried going all day. You were exhausted. Your muscles are achy, and the beds aren't making you feel any better. Uh, you can get some sleep, but you're still going to be pretty tired in the morning uh, when you wake up. What you all do fairly early, because once the heat and the humidity starts to rise again, it's difficult to, to sleep. We'll say that you open up you, I'm sorry, you wake up, um, let's say around 8 a.m. Um, inside the, the hut, uh, there's kind of a, not really cloth, it's made out of plant material, but it hangs over for a door. You can hear noise outside, uh, people moving around, you hear footsteps and so forth. What a wonderful night! I slept like a rock. Incredible. Rocks don't snore that loud. I don't think they sleep at all, but uh, metaphors were all taken, built, and I feel... I feel renewed. That was... Wonderful. Yeah, Bart, your snoring kept me up half the night. But the other half? 
I was up yeah. the other half. Then we kept watch. Wonderful. I don't know. I think something about um, Bart snoring is almost like the uh, the sound of those uh, steam locomotives they have nowadays. I've been told that. I often have people nearby my house running faster because they're thinking they're missing trains. If you guys are talking, then somebody outside notices. Um, uh, they don't knock. They don't. But they do make some sort of noise, which indicates that they are at the door. Um, at which point they, they pull the, the covering back. Uh, and uh, there is a young woman with the plant growing. There's no flowers, but it's all woven through her hair. Um, and she beckons for you to come with them. Um, and they have prepared a, a morning meal for you, not unlike Lovely. the evening meal. Um, you can see that people are not so excited today. They are going back about their business. They are doing various things. Women are grinding something, uh, some jungle plant and and so forth. Um, you don't see very many men. They may have gone out hunting into the jungle. What do you want to do? I think it's a fine day to go look for orchids. That's what I want to do anyway. I wonder where I, they're getting the, these orchids from. The more time passes, the less likely we are to catch ourselves another boat. Mm. Hugh, do you think we might be able to hire some of these locals, at least to help me and Bart get through some of this jungle while Dr. Arbor is looking for orchids. Maybe we can get our That was goes. exactly my plan. I wanted to meet with the um, the lady that looked like she was in charge uh, and draw a boat and basically like, we get this. Help, food, money, gun. I don't know. Do you want to go visit the main tent? Yes, I would. Or the main main hut? Yeah. Okay. Um, um, and Dr. Arbor, you're going to look for orchids? That's correct. And uh, Everett? Do my job and take photos. This is a quaint little place. Okay. Uh, Bart? Uh, I will tag along. Uh, on the ship finding expedition. Okay, so you guys are going to talk to. So I'll assume that Madeline, Bart, and uh, Hugh are going to try and make your request understood by the shaman. As you start to walk in the direction of the hut. When you get within a certain amount of, like, maybe 15 feet from the entrance, um, two of these girls, two of them a little older than the others, uh, their orchid crowns sort of growing a little bit more, and you can see it more intertwined, uh, they come running over and block your path to the doorway. Um they seem to be indicating like 
No, you you can't go here. Do the old Bart communication trick of drawing shit in the ground. I'll try and draw like a boat of some description. Um, but like theoretically, right? We wouldn't need specifically to go steal Mister Dickhead's boat. We could just make one. Like, uh, you know, these people uh would have some resources and some uh, jungle around. We could, in theory, make a a raft, and if they have orchids around us. Now the the concern, uh, the the timeline concern at least is lessened for the time being at least. Counterpoint: I really want to steal that guy's boat. I would really love to steal that guy's boat too. Um, but you know we already have uh some level of injury. Um, you know some people are grieving. We, as much as I would love to murder this dude i mean i i mean i requisition the boat non-violently um we may uh need to think of a, a plan b that is more um immediate shall we say so let me describe what happens you said you were going to try to draw something in the dirt mm. um you start to do that they look for a moment fascinated uh at you drawing this and then one of them makes a gesture she goes like this and she sort of uh, says something to the other girl and the other girl bends down and wipes out what you've done but the first girl uh she runs over towards the edge of the jungle and you see her go up to a tree it looks like there are various kinds of fungus growing on the tree and she breaks off a large chunk, you know, the ear funguses that grow on the on the tree. She breaks off a large chunk of that and looks around for a stick. And then she comes back to you. And uh, she shows you, uh, you flip this over, the underside of the mushroom is very flat. It's kind of a cream color. Uh, it's very fine. It doesn't have gills. It has little teeny tiny dots. Um, but she shows you this and she takes the stick and way over in the corner, she goes like this. And wherever she damages the fungus, it turns bright blue. And you realize she's giving you like a writing tablet. Um, so what do you want to draw on this? Yeah, um Okay, I, I would like to draw um, water, like the the lines, the river, and, uh, uh, for the river, and then I'd like to draw a boat sort of thing, um, and then I'd like to do a big slash, uh, and then uh, trees, rope, um, and then a, an arrow for another kind of boat. Um, and that's what I'd like to display. Okay. Um, she looks at it. Um, she tries to draw something back. Um, you think that she draws the village. Okay. 
Um, she draws uh, uh, an odd shape. You think that it might be a path um, going towards the river that you drew. And then she draws little pointy, what look like arrows around the, the boat. And then she hands it back to you. He seems to have some nervous twitch. We don't really no, no, no. Yes, yes. What. We won't bite. Oh, uh, yes. you you smile, and she she smiles back at you, and then she takes it from you, and she turns around and she goes into the hut where the the shaman leader is, Doctor Graham. Uh, you are looking up into the trees. You are seeing. Numerous uh, orchid plants growing, some of them with things that you've seen, some uh, uh, dendrobiums, which are very oddly shaped. They look like canes with big sprays of purple and white flowers hanging down. Um, could be something that you've never seen before. Um, you also notice that there seems to be a large flower uh, just inside the jungle. Uh, it's very strangely shaped. It has large petals on the outside. And I mean, this thing's really big. Um, uh, and something glints in the light towards the center of it, like um, it, it sparkles, like it's uh, maybe got morning dew on it or something like that. And as you approach, um, they almost look like crystals growing on these petals in the center of it. Um, like, and they're, they're, they're flame red, like rubies, like raw rubies growing on this flower or part of the flower. Put on some. I've never seen anything like it. Take out my All right. botanist tools or whatever for examination. My little magnifying glass and things. And you're going to start documenting it. Take out a notebook. Get its dimensions. How big are the like the petals? Start. Okay. I would like it, you to do a luck roll. Uh oh. That's, I was expecting to hear the word dodge, but we might be getting that. Uh, da, 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 oh, three. Okay. Um, you move forward to uh, see these crystals, and they do very much look like rubies. Um, but when you get within maybe a foot of them, the leaf litter under your feet gives way and you suddenly drop out of sight, uh, letting your, your uh, notebook flutter in the wind and there is a splash. Uh, you fall into some sort of pit. Um, if, if you call out, uh, those of you who are nearby uh, you might hear him, you might hear Dr. Uh, Arbor just suddenly go, ah! 
but you look around, you don't see him. Uh, hello. I'll, <laughs> I'll go. Don't don't worry about it. Get get the message across. Arbor, where are you? Uh down here. I hate to say it, but keep talking and I'll find you. Dr. Cram. What do you mean you... hate to say it? <laughs> I'm a lovely conversationalist. Yes, like that. Good, good. Dr. Graham, you seem to be in a pit. It's about, oh, maybe seven feet down. Um, you can see above you the hole that opened. Uh, there's a little bit of leaf litter that fell in with you. You are up to your waist in liquid. Um it feels like water, maybe rainwater, but it also feels a little slimy. And you realize that it's rather symmetrical what you're in. And the texture of the walls is plant-like. Oh, is this like a giant pitcher plant? Yeah, that's the thing that oh, comes into your mind. It's extremely no. slimy on the wall so you can't get a grip it's on trying to dissect me like an insect quickly bart i need your help <laughs> bart do a spot hidden roll. you're trying to find him uh 85 over definitely not that so bart you're wandering around now you guys can all hear uh graham making noise somewhere right there in the jungle but it's somewhere, I mean, there's all these plants and flowers and things. There's a rather odd-looking large flower with, geez, are those rubies on the, the Look for the ruby flower. I was walking towards the <laughs> ruby flower. Ah, you let Big the greed giant, get the best you of you. miss it. I let curiosity get the best of me. Look at that magnificent plant. Now, for the love of God... <laughs> You know, you, you you see the hole now. I do not want to be digested by this plant, Doctor Arbor. Do I need to explain to you? Rubies do not grow on flowers. He's gonna try. I and never like said they were actual down. rubies. Grab my hand, Bart. You uh, you reach down. You can you can reach Doctor Arbor's hand, but he's gotten it all slimy. Oh. It's a very slippery. And Dr. Arbor, you're you're feeling itchy. Yeah, get me out of here. <laughs> uh, all right, just a second. And uh, Bartholomew will take off his belt and kind of like do a little loop and lower it. Okay. Um, I'm not going to make you roll strength or anything with it. With, you guys are full grown men. You, you managed to pull Dr. Uh, Graham out. He is uh, gooey with liquid. Um, you also realize, Dr. Arbor, that that crunching sound on under your feet when you were down there is probably the bones of animals that fell in. Uh, it's a... Uh, I need to... I'm going to... As, as improper as it is, I'm going to start stripping because I need to get this acid digestive juices off of me. Everett! Everett! We need, we need your camera! Uh, 
Oh. We need to document this flower. Go to hell, Bart. <laughs> there are some things the camera was not meant to see. <laughs> what do we have to, to do this Actually, discovery? You're, you're we'll to a whole new, a whole new genre of, uh, of <laughs> photography. Uh, a few of the villagers who are nearby see you, and they start to laugh and uh, and move in your direction um, to also assist. Uh, you're not the first person to fall into <laughs> some strange carnivorous plant, very large one. Um, you've seen, you know, pitcher plants because you've seen them at the, like the, uh, what's, is it Q? Uh, the gardens, they've got some there. They're not, not anywhere near as big as this. Uh, you also look around you as you're there in the jungle and you can see that there are, some very interesting looking things, very interesting plants, much larger than you would expect them naturally to be. Yeah, there's um, there's very lush influencing the growth of everything here. Like this is everything is bigger or has extra limbs or so sticky gross spring. Uh <laughs> tell Madeline to look away as I <laughs> Basically, no, no worries. I am definitely off. looking away. <laughs> so the uh, shaman, uh, she comes out um, with the drawing in her hand. Um, she comes out and the girls are with her, and they sort of lead them over towards where Hugh is. And uh, she has drawn something on there. Um, it, it takes her a minute to kind of um, explain. What she tries to do is she, she has drawn a figurine, a figure of... Uh, roughly a human being, a, a face and a body like this. And she she touches it and she touches you. And she points to the naked man over there with the goo. And she points to Madeline and, uh, and Bart. And she says, she's trying to say something in her language, but um, she points to the boat and um, she points back to the man and then back to the boat. And then uh, she draws another little figure, a smaller one than, than you. And she points to the people in her village. And she seems to indicate, uh, do, do a, do a, do an intelligence roll. Both of us or just Hugh? Well, if you're both yeah. trying to figure it out, you can both roll intelligence. I'll spend full luck to make sure I understand. Okay. There's an 05 on my end, so. Okay. Well, Hugh, what you think she's saying is, do you want to go to the boat? But Madeline, you think you're understanding what she's saying. Do you want us 
the natives to attack the boat and bring the humans back here. Well, they're offering to bring Dirk and his crew here, um, but under the understanding of attacking the boat, which I don't think is quite wise. Mm. No, we need the boat to work. I, I, exactly. I, I can fix problems with the boat, but we are in the middle of a forest. Is the the rainforest rather that is the problem? Exactly. Um, so we, if we together were to go and attack the boat, we could make sure that the boat was safe while we okay. um attack them. Um, I like this idea. Uh, I'll point to Bart and uh, uh, Dr. Arbor and uh, Everett um, and sort of make a, a circle like all of us. Um, and then I'll point to the boat. Um, I don't know how to communicate safe. Like, they wouldn't understand what a shield is, I don't think. Um, hmm. Ooh, what if we I'll, said something like they draw. attack and we get the boat? Mm. Although draw, I can't, like, they, these, these people then, are like, not going to stand a chance it. against those Prussians. They have guns. Feels a bit. Yeah, unfair. but this is their home territory. Like they, like they snuck up on us. Um, if they That's were true. to move in their environment, that we could uh, have the the element of surprise on them very easily. Okay. So, like, we point to the mm. boat, and then you point to them, point to the people on the, mm. yeah, so, like, we get the boat, you get the people. Okay. They th you think they understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, once again, she draws, she points to the little, uh, little person representing them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she draws a little spear next to it. Yes, yes. Um, but she looks up at the sky, and uh, she points at the sun, and then she points in this direction, and okay. you think that she's saying we have to wait for the men mm -hmm. to get back from they are do we have yeah. any conception of like how long that would take like is this an order of days or hours or well you're thinking if the sun's you know the sun's going to be there probably four or five hours from now okay it's just hours okay i was making sure she wasn't trying to indicate days yeah so we can prepare that sounds good yes all right let's um uh oh good god dr arbor find some clothes man please where where, Madeline? Where do I find clothes in this place? Dr. Albert, we have our uh, packs with us. I'm sure you'll be able to find an appropriate uh, set of uh, clothing. The, uh, the natives wash you, which is a very uncomfortable sensation, having never been washed by other people before. But they're also very interested in what All you look me. like under the clothes. They actually, you think they're confused. 
buy your clothes. Maybe they thought that was part of you. Their clothes, looking at all of them, like, while they're watching me, are their clothes also orchid-like? Their clothes are all, they're all made out of, of plant material. Uh, some like... of them are woven, but... Okay, woven. I was seeing if they were, if all their clothing, if everybody here were plants growing on them. Yeah. No, it seems not all of the women, but the younger women, and maybe you haven't seen any older women except for the shaman with this stuff. And you've also like now got a, or something. You've now got a much closer look at them. The um, orchids have usually long silvery uh, roots, their aerial roots. And they're really, their function is twofold. One is when they get wet, they turn bright green and they absorb, you know, sunlight like other plants do. The other one's to hold them onto the plant. And you see that these are not just wrapped around them. They're actually partly fused to their skin. You know, as if they were glued on. Um, if I, if, so is one of these women with the orchids close enough? Yeah. As I'm being clean of the, because I, I, I want to very cautiously and slowly and the same kind of curious gesture, I want to like touch one of these orchids. Like not them, but okay. the flower, the plant. I want do to see if they like a... react like with hostility or they like do a do a stealth roll. Uh-huh. We don't have much stuff, but twelve is a success. Really? Okay. Base well, is you... base is twenty. It's what it's what gives you the knowledge that they do seem to be actually fused to them. You you touch one of the roots like here, she doesn't notice that you've touched it. Um, so you don't really give an answer to whether they react or not. You've touched it without doing that. Because I have I have to resist because I just want to like. I'm gonna take one of the flowers, but there's I can't conceal it anywhere. And I but that's interesting. I'm gonna now oh uh, now most of the girls they're they don't have flowers, they just have the plants. Oh the okay. They have not yet blossomed yet. Right. They haven't bloomed. They're young, they're younger plants. Okay, so I'm not gonna yeah, but that's that's from, interesting. I, I can touch the plant without them realizing that I am. From, this is, from your this knowledge is information of orchids, I will save for later. <laughs> your knowledge of the orchids, orchids sometimes can take seven to nine years before they bloom. Growing up from babies. Kikis, they call them. So... What do the rest of you want to do while you are waiting around? Dr. Uh, Graham has been cleaned up. He's found an extra set of clothes in his things. Um, you also get the impression that uh, uh, the, uh, the the natives kind of want to 
they're they're looking at your clothes very very strange things to them they you you almost I, i'll say that unless you do something about it your clothes might disappear gonna be i will like, do something about that no <laughs> no um i think we need to relay the plan to bart dr arbor and and Everett, make sure everyone understands what we're doing here. Yeah, all right. We'll have a, a team meeting. Uh, I was feeling right as rain this morning, and now everything's everything's different now. Well, what if I told you we could bring the Prussians a little Amazonian justice, Doctor Arbor? Oh, I like the sound of that. Wonderful. Though their petulant outbursts with the dynamite that led us to this magnificent discovery. Well, I'm not thanking them for that. No, no, as and you, you certainly you shouldn't. But I'm assuming right. we should be able to easily get the dead man's brother on our side in this venture. I'm sure he would be more than happy to. Do you think? Um, not to be. Not to be cruel, but does he look like a fighter? He can make that decision for himself, Bart. I'm sure he's more of a fighter than I am, to be quite honest. Um... <laughs> Anybody sufficiently spurned is a fighter, Mr. Bartholomew. My concern is more about um, the stealth approach. Well, I think the plan is to ambush them as they as they come sailing back down the Amazon from their excursion. And to that end, we need to get with the locals and figure out how we can properly do that. Well, we can make some some <clears throat> steps towards, I mean, improving our relationship with the locals. I will, as Madeline stop them from taking her clothes, I will happily let them take the plant juice clothes. I don't. Oh, that's that's um, the clothes they wanted. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, keep it, take it. I have other clothes. <laughs> All right. Um. So you hang around for the day. I don't don't know what you want to do. Um. I'll regale them with tales about how I got all these different scars uh, on my body. Not you guys. The the people in the village who have. There's no actual communication being done. You get a lot of children giggling and a lot of, uh, they don't know what you're saying, but they're fascinated. They seem, you know, here's this yeah, whole acted out white creature that with hair on its face, joking and babbling and pointing to scars on its body. Um, you might actually get some of the locals doing the same thing, showing you scars they've received. Um, one fellow... Uh, shows you that his eye uh, is uh, severely damaged. It looks like it's got a a, a very uh, you know light blue cataract over it. Um, and from what you get, he's kind of explaining to you that an insect stung him in the eye a uh, long time ago. Horrifying. Yeah. No thanks. But I'll I'll you know kind of respond in kind, you know, if they're listening to the stories and having a good time, he'll mirror that energy. 
So at a certain point, a little after lunch, um, the uh, a few of the uh, maybe a hunting party comes back. Uh, they've captured or they've got some some monkeys, uh, which they have you know on a stick. Uh, they bring that into the village. Uh, you see immediately one of the one of the orchid girls goes running up to the one of them and says something, and he lets the others do what they're doing. They go into the tent, or I keep saying tent, the hut. Um, they come out a few minutes later, and uh, or he comes back a few minutes later, and then he seems to start to organize. The hunting party. Uh, just assume that's what's going on. Um, another hunting party comes back and they're gathered into this sort of hunting party and they all come forward uh, and they, they gather near the, the fire fire pit that's in the center of the, the village. The uh, shaman then comes out and gives them, a, you guess that she's giving them a kind of blessing. Uh, and she, uh, she passes around a, a bowl uh, with some, some more of this liquid in it. And she seems to expect you to be part of that. Uh, drink the liquid. And, uh, yeah, sure. They, uh, they're all armed with, uh, they, they just seem to have spears. And uh, you guys set off into the jungle. Um, do an intelligence roll. You can all do it. 85. Is I rolled a 100. Again. <laughs> so nobody passed Do we all, we all fail? Hugh, stop chewing on the tree. Everett, save us. <laughs> I will spend five points of luck to pass. I got a regular success anyway. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Everett, you get the strong impression that they've seen the boat. It's like they know where to go. All of the indigenous. And it's not it's not in the direction back to where you guys were. It's kind of to the side. They're going in another direction. Round the bend. All right. So they move faster than you'd expect through the underbrush. Uh, it's a little faster than you can keep up with, um, but the path is kind of clear. You can see it up ahead. And there's a couple of occasions where they almost get out of your sight uh, before the last one sort of stops in his tracks, yells something at the others, and then... Uh, stands there and waits for you to catch up. Uh, it almost looks like he scolds you. And it's like, can't you run faster? Don't you know how to run in the jungle? Don't you know how to keep up? Um, on and on you go. <laughs> um, it takes you about an hour. Uh, everybody do some spot hidden as you're going along. 80? No. <laughs> Oh, three. 19. Okay. Oh, Bart and Madeline, as you guys are, are traveling along, there does seem to be this part of the jungle. It's uh, 
it's over to the side and, and a ways away from you, but you can see it. There's almost a luminescence to it, a brightness. Um, even though you're now getting in the afternoon, you think maybe there's a, a break in the canopy where it's all lit up. Uh, but something feels like it draws you towards that direction. You'd like to go, but you'd, you'd be lost because the others would go ahead of you. Um, so you kind of resist. Um, you continue on through the jungle, and then there is a, a signal that's given. You all stop, and uh, they have you move forward. And as you do, you can see there is the riverboat. Uh, it's on the bank. Uh, it's, it's, it's near the bank of the river, maybe once again, 10 feet from it. It's parked under uh, a tree and at first when you look you don't think you see anyone um they might be looking for plants and orchids and things in the jungle right nearby but you don't see anybody on the boat it could be somebody down below though do you want to do Uh, I don't know uh, how Madeline, you, I think, uh, let's, Everett, are you, um, physically, um, are you a fighter? Let's kill them all. Okay, okay, <laughs> well, yes, let's just sneak onto the boat, shall we? Sneaking, I think, will be the trick of it all, Bart. <sighs> And he's like gets a little bit of the dirt and does like the under the eye. He's getting really into it. <laughs> like, yeah, let's get him. Well, you are the you are the big game hunter. Mm -hmm. You know how to sneak. Going this full is, apocalypse now. This is one hundred percent his jam. This is super fun for him. Well, then you go go ahead, Bart. Too many of us. We'll just all make too much noise. All right, Why don't you move um, ahead. I will say that two of the warriors that you're with look at you and then reach <laughs> down into the dirt and do the same thing. <laughs> um, and then the two of them come with you. Yes. All right. Yeah. He's going to try and uh, sneak onto <clears throat> the boat machete okay. in hand. Um, you'll have to sneak into the water which might once again mean leeches, but uh, you know how to deal with that. Um, do a... What, what's good What's good for you? Stealth? Do you have stealth? Uh, you oh, have... yeah. He's got uh, quite okay. good stealth. 75. Do, some, do stealth. All right. Go ahead and roll that. I will spend 14 points of luck to make that a success. <laughs> All right. Um, you don't make any noise in the water. Uh, you come around to the side of the boat where there is a small ladder. Uh, you sneak up. The, the, the warriors are right with you. And they are silent as you. You can't hear them at all, even the, with them right next to you. You can see on the deck of the boat there is a tarp. And you would guess that there are at least 200 orchids that they have collected 
and have there in the in the tarp. Um, and as you are, you're kind of towards the back of the boat. You can hear step, step, step in the wooden structure of the boat as one of them comes up onto the uh, onto the deck of the the, the boat. Um, it's not it's not Dirk, uh, but it's one of the other guys, one of the guys that you fought. Those of you hiding in the jungle, you also see him come up onto it. He's uh, smoking a cigarette or a yeah, it's a cigarette um and he's stepping uh towards the jungle with this new hand akimbo yeah i think bart's gonna do like the the motion and then basically try and get him in the back quietly do the little bit just push him over the edge of the boat okay go ahead and try uh, is that a fighting brawl or a? That's a brawl. Okay, perfect. You're not using a. You're not using a, a gun or. Nope, nope, machete only. Uh, I'll spend a point of luck to make it. Just a. Okay. Regular. Yeah, he failed. Uh, you're gonna cut his throat. I think so. Gonna try. So you come up behind him. <laughs> Surprised look in his eye. Um. And you are you gonna throw him over? Yeah, just push okay. him into the Amazon. You you he... throw him over, and there is a splash when you do that. Um, the the two guys look at you with a kind of surprise in their 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 look, um, but they immediately split off, and uh, one of them goes down the stairs into the the bows of the ship. Um, you suddenly hear struggling from down below. Okay, I'll I'll kind of do like the the wave because I don't. It doesn't seem like there's a ton of other people just about, right? Like they've kind of abandoned. I'll I'll kind of wave them like, come on to the ship, but I'll go then as quick as I can to help out the uh, the fella down below. Okay. Uh, yeah. What are you, are you guys going to do? That? Gesturing. Yeah, I'm headed in. And I got a machine. All right. Hand. Just as you guys are doing that, uh, out of the jungle, uh, maybe 100 feet away from the boat, down the thing, uh, come two or three other German fellows. Uh, Dirk is amongst them. And he sees, uh, he sees Bart and the others on the deck and you guys crossing. And suddenly he's like, hey, like this. And he pulls out his gun and fires in your direction. Um he doesn't hit anybody. Um, but suddenly there's pandemonium. What do you guys want to do? Cry havoc. Yeah, let's, let's start shooting. I do not have a gun, but I will rush the nearest person and attempt to stab them. Okay. I'm going to say that there's at least six people because he had assistance as well. Um, Dirk and the others. All right. Um, uh, Riley, you're first. I I stabbed the nearest person. Okay. 
38 is a hard success, I believe. Oh, no, it, okay. One point away from a hard success. And with me spending a single point, it is now a hard success. Okay. He also got a hard. But you're the aggressor. I'm the so. aggressor, so I, I win in that context, yes. And it is a machete, which means it's a D8 plus my damage bonus. I'm going to get out of D8. Alrighty. Uh, seven plus four is eleven. Oof. Yeah, you slice him. He screams and falls into the water. Uh, might not have killed him, but he is now blood in the water. He also threw another body in the water. Some blood in the water. Um, okay. Um, next, uh, Bradley, then, uh, Nathan or Matt. Nathan, Nathan, go ahead. You're on the boat. Yeah. Uh, hearing a struggle downstairs, he'll rush down towards that to help out. Okay. Our native friend didn't realize that there were three people, um, taking naps downstairs. He's managed to attack one of them with his spear, uh, but the other two are awake and they are freaking out. Uh, native is not really, but he's kind of between you and the other, the others. I see. Uh, I think I'm just going to try and bum rush past. Like he's a huge guy. So he's just kind of going to shoulder in and maybe even do a yell. If he heard the, the guy shouting outside. Okay. So you're going to pick one of them. You're going to push, uh, push the native out of the way and uh, nope. try to attack. Okay. Go ahead and try to attack. Uh, ooh, 33 is a regular, I believe. Kind of hard. Ooh, um, trapped. The guy has pulled out his pistol, pointed at you, and fired. Uh, where is my pistol? Uh, it only does two points of damage, so it goes through the okay. soft flesh of one of your arms. Uh, the other guy is also pulling out a pistol and about to point it in your direction, and you that'll be your next turn. That'll be he'll be you get the turn first. Um, Holly, nope, sorry, Matt. I want to see if I can try and get round behind Hellriggle. Okay. If you have to kind of hide for a moment in the jungle because he's coming forward and uh, get him from behind, let it pass you and get him. That's possible. That'll take one turn, I think. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, Holly. Yeah, I'm going to shoot Hellriggle. <laughs> oh, no, that's... Triple zeros. I saw the first two zeros and I was very excited. That's three zeros. <laughs> and I got an 06. A lot of 100s this game. <laughs> I got an 06. He's going to fire at you. Ooh, he hits. Um, he gets five hit points of damage. Okay. Um, so... You are wounded. We'll say he gets you like 
around the hip. Okay. Was where the bullet hits. Let's see, and Morgan. Oh, um, are you there? Yeah, you're there. I am. I'm there in the sense of like I'm in the vicinity, but I'm finding a nice place in which to hunker down and wait for things to blow over. Okay. All right. So now the guy who's in the boat uh, downstairs is going to fire also at Bart. Uh, he fails. So he fires and hits the wood right next to your head, Bart. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, Dirk is also going to attack. Uh, he is going to try to shoot at Madeline again. And uh, he fails. Can't dodge a bullet, but uh, you can still sort of dodge out of the way. You can dive for cover and give the uh, the shooter a penalty dive. Yeah. Not going to do that because I think you lose your turn diving for cover. So you do lose your turn diving. For yeah. Cover, yes. I'm not doing that. I'm not giving that man the satisfaction. <laughs> okay. The others are just rushing forward. Um, one of them got a hundred. One of them uh, steps into the water, uh, and you all notice. Well, those of you who aren't fighting, you notice. There's something in the water that's coming in this direction, a kind of roiling uh, to the surface. And just as this guy steps into the water, uh, he suddenly screams, and uh, the water around his feet suddenly starts splashing like crazy. Uh, he screams, he falls backwards into the water, and there's a few moments where his hands reach up like this. You can see these fish in the water that are biting him all over. Uh, he screams, and the piranha have arrived. They're also going to go for the two bodies that are already in the water. That's the blood has attracted them. All right, back to the beginning. Uh, Riley, you can. what are you going to do? Uh, if there is someone else nearby, I will stab them. Otherwise, I'll go downstairs and stab someone down. Okay. There. We'll say the men have gotten the boat. is a regular success. Okay. I have, do I have managed, however, to dodge out of the way. I've got a hard. Mm. So you swing at one of the guy's throats, and he manages to pull back and not get hit. Uh Nathan, the guy right. shot at you. Yeah, but he's right next to me, and I'm going to go and just try and machete him. Okay. Real fast. Uh, I'll spend uh, three points of luck to make that hit a success. Okay, he failed. So you swing around and you hit him. Um, I keep forgetting you guys do have talents. Yes. If you've if you've had the opportunity to use them, I don't know. Um, I you, made a second. You swing uh, the knife. He doesn't dodge. Uh, you hit him. Go ahead and do damage. Uh, Ooh, eleven. 
Nice damage bonus you, uh, on that one. You slice him very well in the neck. The other guy is still down there, the last guy that's down well, there. Now, this is where the pulp talent comes in. I can spend 10 points of luck to make an extra attack in melee if he's close enough. I would like to attempt He's close that. enough. Oh, absolutely. Gonna swing around. Uh, that's not so good, though. That's an 80. That is a failure. Okay, he also failed, so he didn't get a chance to retaliate. Matthew. Is uh, Herr Riggle anywhere near uh, close to me after my setup from last round? Yeah, in fact, he's maybe uh, six or seven feet from you, and he's just past you, and he did not see you. That's great. I intend to bring my machete straight down and sever his hand from his arm. Okay. Uh, I need to do some maths. So 15 minus one. No. That's 41. I will spend 41 points of luck to make that an extreme. Ooh. Jesus Christ. He had it coming. He did. <laughs> right. I wonder if he should spend one of his minions jumps. No, it's not a killing blow. That will use all his luck. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Um, But from where you are, where he is, where the boat is, you're bringing it down on his left arm. I will have his left arm completely severed, like right through the middle of the arm, like that. It just drops into the water, and he screams, ah, like this, and he wheels around with his gun, but it's not fast enough for him to shoot this round. Do I still need to roll damage to work out what the impact of that is on his HP? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, it's an impaling weapon, so that will give me maximum damage plus roll. So I'm on 12 to begin with, plus the d8. And that's an 8, so that's 20. Ooh, you did more than cut off his arm. Um, part of the knife, part of the machete cut off his arm, and the, fr- the front end of it sliced him into the side, uh, down the side. He is bleeding badly. And... Uh, Give him a luck roll. He didn't get the luck roll. Yeah, really bad. Let's say that he also stumbles off into the water with the blood coming out of him, and the piranhas are probably going to notice in a moment that he is there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Holly. Okay, so I know Dirk's in the water bleeding out. Is there anyone else I can see immediately? Because if not, I'll. There's a couple more henchmen climbing up onto the boat <laughs> as you are. There. Yeah, all right. I'll take a shot at one of the the bleeding henchmen. Looks like um, Everett took, took Dirk's the Dirk situation well in hand. So, oh, that is a regular success. And what is? I don't have the stats on a pistol. Can someone give me the damage? Well, you got a regular success. He got a oh five. 
So okay, what so he does oh, as diving for cover. Well, what he's doing is as he's climbing up, he's popped up over the edge of the boat. You've shot at him and he's taken a knife and flung it at you. So he attacked when you attacked. Uh, it hits um, and it, it only does three points of damage. But damn it. <laughs> um, and uh, Morgan. Are you smoking your pipe? And hmm, this is very interesting. <laughs> is that an orchid? Yeah, peeking, uh, peeking around, uh, peeking around a tree, looking at the orchid, looking at the chaos. Yeah, I was just smoking my pipe, maybe offering it to a, one of the natives who's with me. <laughs> oh, they wanted in on this, so they're they're oh, they're all they're all gone. They're so all fighting there. as well. Yeah. yeah. You're doing splendidly, Madeline. <laughs> <laughs> Keep giving those Prussians hell. Get to the damn boat. <laughs> Not okay. yet. We don't have those. That new orchid species. We won't leave without it. Okay. Let's say that at this point you have overpowered uh, who you have. There's dead bodies in the water. The piranhas are having lunch. Um, Dirk is, well, let's give Dirk this. Dirk uh, sees the piranhas coming and starts to get himself out of the water, but he's bleeding profusely. And just as he steps out of the water and pulls out his gun and points it right at Madeline, uh, a black caiman comes up out of the water and <laughs> grabs a hold of him and drags him into the water. And uh, Dirk uh, Regal is no more. Um, you have two of his henchmen that survive and they've given themselves up to your mercy. Uh, the natives, however, have also taken some physical damage and um, they want their revenge. So they're uh, they're very wanting to kill these two men. Uh, I, I, I'm inclined to let them, honestly. No witnesses. Exactly. It's on my luggage. What? No, I mean, they're completely harmless at this point. It's That would be poor sport. Hey, Bart, I've got something really cool I want to show you just down the uh, bowels of the ship. <laughs> come, come with me for a <laughs> I don't know about this, you. <laughs> it's, uh, look, we've got these orchids, and we've got a couple of people to help run the ship back. Uh, maybe we can exchange medical treatment for uh, the prisoners or whatever. Well, you're not sure how far it would be to get back. You know, it would be at least... You, you're bleeding pretty badly, Madeline. Um the warriors see your wounds and they're they seem to be kind of elated that you guys have fought all together you are like members of the tribe you have the boat you know where it is along the path there are extra food supplies on the boat uh there are orchids that have been collected um there you go dr arbor let's get out of no here. no 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 what are you insisting on now? 
we need... You were supposed to be out here for two weeks. <laughs> Madeline. The orchids that those women in that encampment wear is worth more than you could imagine. You've just... Well, at least we have a boat. Bought, we have a boat. You've just lost blood happened. alongside these people. Perhaps fine, fine, fine. we can imply fine. that we would like an orchid. The the boat is what matters to me. We have a boat. That's fine. Sounds my like we're looking at gift boat. horse in the mouth here. The boat no. it's anchored. It's safe. We've, we've all in the violence and revenge, it seems. We've lost sight of what we came out here for in the first place. Or at least why I came out here. That's a good this point. Is, this is I a, don't have a trophy yet. This is a new we should go back. species of orchid, unlike any that's been seen before. It will be a marvel. Fine, fine. I, I've been well, Have your fun. I'll make sure the boat's up to Nick, and I'll help out around uh, just fixing things up. The uh, natives are kind of urging that you return to the village. Go with them. Yeah. They seem to be concerned yeah. too about your your wounds. I do need um, to patched up, yeah. Are you all gonna go back? Yeah, Bart's think, gonna follow yeah. along with the people because yeah, he doesn't wanna let the, the prisoners get out of sight in terms of he does not think they'll make it back <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Hugh, I see you back there. Cut it out. Hey, I didn't say I was going to kill it myself. I just said I had something <laughs> cool to show you. Um, I, I do want to do a quick inspection of the boat to make sure it's not uh, too damaged. Because if there's repairs that need to be done, I'd rather yeah, know the about boat them is now in, rather The boat later. is in perfect condition. Fantastic. Um, there is also extra ammunition and weapons on board the boat. We should I, would like, give, I would like uh, a rifle, please. Very much. <laughs> Same. We should give our hosts some of these weapons as a, a gift of good fortune. They're completely baffled by the firearms. Um, they actually, you could see them all visibly jump when the firearms were fired. They've never seen or heard anything like that before. Um, it almost looked to them like magic mm. that they were pointing at Madeline and she was being injured with a great thunderbolt happening. So they that's probably what you imagine their minds are thinking. Would you mind another five minute break? Sure. Just could use the rest of the <laughs> Sweet. Have Our I helped in any, in any of the fights? No. But <laughs> I'll be damned if I let you leave without one of those orchids. <laughs> 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 this seemed like a good chance too. like Everett, you're going to get awesome pictures because there's got to be like a celebration. I just hope so. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I don't have to do many more rolls left because I've got absolutely shit all luck after. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I did think we were wrapping up. Um, so <laughs> I, I just wanted to be vaguely effective at one fucking roll. So. Yeah, fair enough. It's <laughs> well. That was great. You got the big bad guy.
Yeah, I definitely want to play more pulp now. Every time I play pulp, it's like, I should just play more pulp. This is great. And Matt, I, I did buy those uh those two books. I oh, suckered okay, myself yeah. into it. <laughs> Got a couple Trail of Cthulhu books along with it. Mm -hmm. I think I've got everything for trails so far. Nice. I like their stuff. I don't have you done used the system much? I don't I've, I've written for it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yes, got... good system. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got one adventure in Mythos Expeditions and uh, a oh, couple sweet. of chapters in the uh, Poison Tree campaign when it finally gets released. Mm, that's funny because I just bought Mythos Expeditions, so Oh, there you go. There you, you have go. one mine in there. Sweet. All right. <clears throat> so, as you go back, when you're about halfway, you get to that same point that you were before. There's definitely something in the jungle. It's it's much later now in the afternoon. It's, it's getting on dark, but there's a, almost a light that's coming from this area of the jungle um off to the uh the north of where you are you think it would be uh north northwest of the village about a mile um it's a strange sort of blue luminescent area of the jungle um and the uh the natives don't seem to like pay any attention as they're going uh, they're making their way carefully through. They're going much slower than they did before. Um, a few of them have acquired uh, some pretty cool knives that these guys had. They've never seen anything quite like them. Um, they have their trophies. Um, and you, you, this path to you is pretty straight through the jungle. You're pretty sure you could walk this and get back to the boat without any difficulty at all. You come back into the village, and it is as it was last night. There are campfires. There is the main central fire. There's that sort of pretty uh, golden glow uh, from the light. The stars are out above. And you are brought back into the village with um, almost with accolades. People are... Uh, Suddenly coming out of the jungle, the uh, shaman, uh, she comes out from her uh, hut and uh, greets the warriors. They show her the knives and they show her um, the strange things that uh, shoot, uh, you know, thunder and uh, kill from a distance. Uh, she doesn't like the guns. She seems to be uh, uh, just automatically like, this is bad mojo, bad magic. Um, she likes the knives. Um, and well, we'll they, start to, <laughs> they start to set out food for you, and um, their hospitality is pretty strong. You know, they, they welcome you. Um, and and they, they bring out some of that monkey meat that they have fixed and uh, they bring out some drinks and you all sit around the fire. Is there anything you want to do? 
What do you? I'm just curious what it. you all think about that glowing blue. We've seen it a couple times now. I'm we? curious about that too, but I wonder if what I what I want to do. About it. Go ahead, go ahead, Doctor. If we have like the shaman here with us in this kind of celebration, I want to like bow myself like very low, very respectful. And then I want to kind of gesture to where she would have those orchids growing and then gesture to Madeline. What are you gesturing to me for? Surprisingly, she seems to understand what you're saying. And she goes over to Madeline and she points to the orchids on her head and she points to you. How old are you, Madeline? I am, I can tell you that real quick, 31. 31. She points to you. What do you want? Yes, I will accept. The um, she she calls out, and the girls come out with her, and uh, she says something to them, and they come over to you, and uh, they gesture you to come with them, uh, and they actually take you into the main hut. Um, when you go inside, it's there are orchids growing inside. Um, you don't really know, but I mean, they would be growing in low light levels, and yet they're growing very beautifully. They're uh, some of them almost seem to be glowing and uh, different colors blues and purples and pinks and things like that. Um, they then gesture for you to remove your clothing. Um, that, okay. they, they seem confused because they still don't quite get what you guys are wearing, but they're getting it, but they want you to take that off. I will do so. Once you do that, they begin to decorate you um, with clothing that looks more like their clothing. Um, they take uh, small bowls um, with like a red colored substance in it, which they dip their fingers in and they make markings on your body. And meanwhile, uh, the shaman is saying something to the other people. And uh, they seem happy about it. Um, some of them go back to their huts quickly and put on some sort of costume. They've got markings on themselves as well as they come out. And they begin to assemble. Meanwhile, Madeline, they have addressed you. Uh, they, they seem to have treated your hair in some way. They've combed something into it. Their combs seem to be some sort of plant. They've combed your hair. And then they, uh, they bring you back out to the others. So the others you see that Madeline's now dressed like the women here. Um, they form a kind of parade procession uh, led by the shaman. 
and the girls. Uh, and Madeline, you are just behind them. And uh, you are all invited to follow. Uh, you are taken through a jungle path and you come into a clearing. And this seems to be where the glowing is coming from. There is a huge um, twisted sort of tree-like thing in the center of this glade. Uh, it has orchids growing in its leaves and its, its branches. They are these golden, uh, almost luminescent uh, orchids. And uh, everybody do spot hiddens for me. Thirty-nine is a success. Oh five. Ninety-eight. The uh the lushness of the jungle has grown dramatically. You see huge ferns and um everything seems over exaggerated. You see more orchids in the in the jungle. You see more of these ruby flowers, um enormous in size. Uh you also start to get the impression that things are moving. There's almost an undulation to the jungle. Uh, there are trees or tree-like things with vines hanging down that all seem to be swaying. And there's a kind of rhythm to everything. You can actually hear the sound of the jungle moving making rustling noises and an almost a kind of musical sound. The, also, the, the fragrance is incredibly overwhelming, um, like night-blooming jasmine being shoved up your noses. It's, it's very powerful, intoxicating. Uh, you can all do power rolls. Eighty is a success. Okay. Did you all succeed? Cool. You can hear music. It's it's not like any music you've heard before. It's it's in your head. It seems like nature itself is alive. And you're definitely sure that vines and branches of these giant trees are moving. I also think that some of them don't seem to be completely attached to the ground. There's uh, there's root-like structures that they seem to be moving on um, as they go. I would like you to do a sanity roll because you've never seen anything like this. Just take one point of damage if you got if you failed to take two points of damage. It's weird. You're a little afraid, but you don't know what's going on. Um, come into this glade, this giant tree. You can see now that the tree itself is covered in vines, and the vines are writhing uh, in front of you. The shaman uh, then stops, um, and she bows to the tree. Uh, there is a kind of 
low, deep groaning uh, from the from the tree, and she takes you, Madeline, forward. Uh, her followed by the girls, and there's growths on the trunk of this tree that very, very much look like breasts, hundreds of them. And she goes forward to one of them and she touches it and it's almost as if this milk flows from it into a bowl. Uh, and she then moves towards you and motions for you to drink from the sacred tree. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming I kind of turn back and, and Dr. Arbor is giving me this thumbs up like, yeah, it's great. This, this is safe. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll drink from it. <laughs> uh, you take the bowl and you, you begin to drink. And now you can see the, the, the shaman. She raises her hands like this. And then she raises a second set of arms up like this. And she takes something from the orchid on her head. And then she comes over to you and she places it on top of your head. And almost instantly, these roots grow down the sides of your face onto your shoulder. Oh boy. <laughs> and like roll. <laughs> yeah, and it's not unpleasant, but at the same time you feel like you are being invaded by something. Yeah, that that's gotta be a sand roll. <laughs> sand roll. Oh yeah, that's a failure. <laughs> okay, do a one D do a one D eight. Because you can feel it going into your ears. Oh, oh no, that's a six. <laughs> six. Um, how do you want to react? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start ripping, trying to rip it out of my body, regardless of any pain I'm feeling like, um, nope, this is terrible. I, we're not doing this. <laughs> okay. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. There's uh, insane pulp talents, aren't there? Oh dear. What are the insane pulp talents actually? I feel like those, those might read something. Oh, I didn't have that open. Uh, Let's see. Same pulp talents. It's further on. It's with the uh, psychic and weird science bit, I believe, or pulp sanity. Excuse me. Page 75, looks like. Aha, thank you. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, hmm. So you can roll 1d20 and uh, get one randomly. All right. Yeah, let's do that. Choose a roll. 1d10, isn't it? No, uh, the, the chart starts yeah. on page 77 and then goes over onto the next page. Ah, uh -huh. I was looking at the wrong thing. All right. And find a D20. One. Amnesia. Not as uh, exciting. Insane strength. Oh, no, it's insane strength. Yeah, I am rip ripping this stuff out of my arm, my face. All right. 
So in the moment that you start doing that, um, probably also you drop the bowl. Uh, the bowl oh, yeah, hits the yeah. ground and splashes. You begin ripping it out. Um, the shaman steps back almost in horror as you're doing that. Um, the girls rush forward to try and stop you from, from doing that. Um, the natives, uh, you've just sort of, you get the feeling you've just desecrated their holy of holies. <laughs> um, they're confused. They're angry. And I you think that your welcome is, is been overstayed. I'm, I'm, I'm rushing forward. Madeline, you'll be fine. At what this the point, I'm going to try to swing for you. I am tired of listening to you. You're all <laughs> fools. I'm pacing the fuck out and going to the boat. I'm done with this. <laughs> Madeline, we need to, we need to go. You're 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 disrespected the custom of this of these people. You're right. You'll be fine. We need to go. You'll Let's be fine. Go. Leave it. You will be. If you just relax, you will be go down in history as one of the greatest explorers of all time, Madeline. You have the Madeline orchid. You'll be richer than you can imagine. Then you grow some damn it. orchids on your face. They wouldn't have given them to me. Damn it. <laughs> Look around. There are no men with them. I would have happily have done it. Uh, Dr. Graham, or Dr. Arbor, uh, you do notice that there, those golden orchids are growing all over this tree. Yeah, I want to... We're already screwed. Like, they're already pissed at us. I want to... I want to. I want to try to taking some, or I want to do what they did to get Madeline to have some. Oh, do you want to run forward and try to suckle on the nipple of the tree? <laughs> You're damn right, I do. All right. Um, Blasphemy. <laughs> Bartholomew and uh, Everett and Hugh. What are you going to do? Oh, well, Hugh, you're you're running for your yeah. Life. Fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> Uh, uh, Bart's unholstering his rifle, but uh, he's waiting for Madeline. Okay, Everett, <laughs> you hired me. <laughs> Everett, what you didn't gonna do? Photographer, run, run, run like hell. At least the, the thing right. I can do is I can help get the boat ready. So when the when they are coming up right behind us, at least we'll have the boat chugging along. And getting, uh, okay. getting away from the shore. So Hugh and Everett are running for their lives. Bart, you're you're brave. You're waiting for Madeline. Um, Doctor Arbor, uh, do a um, what should we say? Let's say a luck roll. If there's so much confusion going on at the moment, why of all times to roll a one hundred? Why? <laughs> oh no! Oh my oh. god! Oh, <laughs> incredible! <sighs> Dr. Arbor, as you run forward, um, you you reach for the teat of the tree and um, vines on in the tree come rushing down and wrap themselves around your arms and yank you off the ground up into the tree. And you can see that the tree itself has seemed to open with craggly mouths along its trunk that have opened and you are being drawn towards it. Uh, you rolled a hundred. 
Um, I think. Oh, there's only one possible. <laughs> I'm gonna burn. All right. So, burning all my luck. Here's how I miraculously survive the demon tree. I fortunately brought along with me my botanist gear, which includes plant shears. So as it's lifting me up, I quickly... <laughs> you shear the... I shear... Cut I shear through the, the vines? Yep. <laughs> All right. You cut Correct. through the vines while you're still only maybe six feet off the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, and you immediately drop back down. Uh, Madeline, what are you going to do? You see Bart has got his gun... Yeah, I'm just pissed off at Dr. Arbor after, like, I'm, I'm, let's go, Bart, let's go! <laughs> I had charitably considered helping you, but now I'm just mad at you. Dr. Arbor, do try to keep up! <laughs> Time to go. All right. I'm going to say that, Madeline, you run towards Bart. Um, Dr. Arbor, you fall, and you land, you're closer to the tree. Um, and the shaman has raised up her, her thing and she's yelled something uh, at the others. Um, what what did she raise up? She's got like a staff that she raised up. Can I take a shot at that staff? Can I try sure. and basically do a power play? One moment, consulting the charts. Um. Nope. No, I don't think I want to spend twenty of my remaining luck to do this. She got an O one anyway. <laughs> so she raises it up. She yells something. Uh, Madeline runs over to Bart. Uh, Doctor Arbor, you'll have to pick yourself up. Um, Everett and Hugh don't exactly know why. But as you are scrambling down the path back towards the village, um, the forest around you, the jungle around you, suddenly seems to come alive. Uh, the trees are moving. The vines are whipping about. Um, do, um, do a dex roll. Seventeen. That is an extreme. Fifty is a regular for me. Okay, so you both manage to jump over a vine that's reaching for you, duck under this as you're going towards the village, but the the the, the jungle itself has come alive. Um, you can do sand rolls. Nope. I, I seem remarkably fine with this. Okay, um, Hugh. Uh, well, one D eight. One D eight. I think I think Everett needs to do at least a one D four. That's a two. Passed. Two. Okay. Three. Um, two is flee, so you're fleeing. Yeah. <laughs> but you're kind of now fleeing blindly. You're like, holy shit, you know, as you're going. Uh, fortunately, it's a pretty sanity. It's a pretty clear path so you're not going to get lost 
Uh, you guys are running for your life while the jungle is trying to get you. Dr. Arbor, what are you going to do? Uh, you are going to be seized. Oh, you were dropped. Yeah, but you're going to be seized in just a moment by natives. They didn't bring their spears with them, though. Uh, what kind of man is Dr. Arbor? I mean, this is the most miraculous find of his life, and Madeline doesn't seem to want to cooperate, and is going to throw it all away. So he's going to be a very stupidly make one last go at one of these teats before he runs, even though he's completely out of luck. Okay. Go ahead. Do we need to roll decks or? Um, have you roll? Well, you can't roll luck, can you? Luck, yeah. Um, Uh, yeah, I'll save you all decks. That that might work. Sixty six is a pass. Okay, <laughs> can't spend luck anymore. <laughs> you um run up to the tree. Um, you you perhaps vines reach to grab you. You push them aside. Um, you climb quickly up, and you latch yourself on to one of these protuberances from the tree. And as the liquid spills into your mouth, um, it tastes like, like honey and, and wonder. You can feel light sort of pouring through you. Um, vines suddenly come down and wrap around you and for a moment, you think they're going to tear you away, but then they let you go. Um, Bart and Madeline, as you, are you going to run? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> as you begin to run and you glance back, uh, you see the warriors rushing forward to attack uh, Dr. Arbor, but suddenly the shaman puts her hand up like this to stop them. Um, at least stop them from getting Dr. Arbor. She's telling them to get you. And uh, you guys are running. Uh, the jungle all around you coming to life. Uh, why don't you do a, uh, a sanity roll first? Okay. 71, not so good. Not the time. 33 on the dots. Yes. Okay. Bart, you can uh, roll uh, 1d8, uh, and uh, Madeline, you roll 1d4. Seven? How's seven treating me? Seven? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unlucky. D20, you said? Yes, insane yeah. talents. Oh, my God, it's so tiny. 19. That's skill augmentation. Oh. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's things but like it sounds turn, cool. it's, it's how you get Herbert West doing uh, <laughs> re reviving the dead with his medicine skill. You take a skill that you've got, and now it has a crazy ability that it also does. So, what hmm. skill do you want suddenly enhanced? Oh, I want the uh, the firearms skill enhanced. The uh, the corners, the rifle. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like trick shots. 
you can curve bullets around. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly become Angelina Jolie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're both running forward, screaming. Uh, the jungle is trying to close in and attack you. Um, but Bart, uh, some of the warriors are, are coming after oh. you too. What do you want to do? Uh, he doesn't want to actually hurt the warriors because he's like he's bonded with them so he's going to try and shoot a tree branch so that it falls like uh kind of in front of them and trips them up okay go ahead and do that good god uh i will spend 10 points of luck to just make it a success now how does that how does that insane talent work does he get extra uh, oh, that's a great question. Well, I thought for for that to work, you have to roll under the skill and your Cthulhu Mythos, right? Yeah, there is a there is a activation oh. for using it, and uh, the, the difficult the difficulty also comes into effect here as well. You're also a good shot, so. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he's lost that much San in one go as well, he'd probably pick up five. If it's from a Mythos threat, he'd pick up mm. five points of the Cthulhu, Cthulhu Mythos skill. Uh, but to really have any kind of benefit from this, uh, goal is fully achieved by rolling equal to or below one fifth of the augmented skill, oh, yeah. and no. equal to or below Cthulhu Mythos <laughs> as well. So basically, okay. gives you a five percent chance. But you're going to spend the luck to make it. Yeah, I'll make a normal success mm. if that'll. You hit. Help. You hit a large, healthy vine, uh, and your bullet splits it. It falls on the ground and kind of trips up the the people following after you. <laughs> As I intended. Um, <laughs> so, Madeline and Bart, as you are running, uh, Everett and Hugh, you've reached the village. Uh, there's nobody there. They've all been back behind you. Uh, you turn the corner and you head down the path towards the boat. Um, and we'll just play it out that... Because they're a little ways behind you, Madeline and Bart, you get to the village, you make the turn. Uh, Everett and Hugh, you arrive at the boat. Um, you can arrive there a few minutes before uh, Bart and Madeline. What do you do when you get to the boat? Start the boat and head down the river. I'm, I'm going to argue prep. Get we get at least get the boat prepped and wait for them to come behind us so that when they're when they're on. Then we just cut the rope and get the hell out of here. And bring a whole heap of villagers with them? That Then hopefully they will arrive before the villagers. You're lucky you arrived with me, because I would have just left. Um, I'll I'll post up with a rifle and have the thing ready to go. And then once they get here, I will uh, start the boat and we'll leave. Okay. Well, it seems to me that Madeline and Bart arrive as you guys are prepping, getting the boat going, uh, getting it started. Just before you decide to toss the, the rope and go, uh, they come running out of the jungle, uh, probably screaming, go, 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 go. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the four of you on the boat, you turn it about to head back to run down the river the way you came. And the, the, the warriors uh, get to the edge. Uh, they're shaking their spears, which they picked up in the village. Um, if they, they start throwing those things, duck. <laughs> yeah, they, they might throw them, but you guys can get on the other side of the boat. 
the uh, uh, they don't want to go in the water because there's probably still man-eating fish. You guys just ran through it really quick, so you're you're fine. Um, and as you are on the boat and starting to move, you do notice the jungle right where the boat was begin to sort of writhe a little as the villagers have arrived, but you drive on. Dr. Arbor, you are... You are in a very odd position for these people because men are not normally allowed to partake. Um, but you are taken back to the village. Um, you are under guard. You are being watched because it's a situation they don't know how to deal with but they're going to watch over the course of the next week or so that you are with them. Things on your body begin to change. You seem to be growing something underneath your armpits. Um, you think maybe you are sprouting extra arms. Uh, and indeed, as you are there a month, you grow an extra pair of arms and you are invited to become breeding stock for some of the other villagers. And the rest of you manage to get back to Manaus, Brazil, um, where you 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 don't know you nothing at this point all of your schedules are way off there's no steamer to take you back for two weeks uh, but you are safe back in civilization except you've all been drinking that liquid in the village and things begin to feel odd and change, Madeline, especially you. Um, things are changing, and you are mutating into something else. You're not quite sure what, but uh, you all have taken the mutagen, and you will all slowly transform into something else. And that's the end of the story. Nice. I thought it was just stomach cramp and I've got an extra hand coming out of my belly. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> this didn't go as I predicted. I, I failed. <laughs> really? I failed. I mean, we went through the stuff that we kind of put together, but the one thing that, that Alex and I didn't seem to figure on was you wanting to get revenge on the Germans and go after their boat. That didn't pop into our heads. So that was an interesting sort of addition into it. Um, 
But you anticipated the botanist's uh, mad scramble to suckle up the teat of the uh, dark young. <laughs> no, we didn't anticipate that either. <laughs> so I would say if you want, if you want to avoid that like detour, don't have the Germans destroy the boat because we needed the boat of, to get out. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked that detour. Um, it makes it makes good sense. So the original concept was. Have you have an encounter in Manaus? Uh, Alex liked the idea of a bar fight. We debated on whether to do the bar fight or not, but it was fun. Um, You get on the boat. The Germans blow up your boat. Um, You escape into the jungle and face certain dangers. And then you get either either the the tribe discovers you or you discover the tribe. they are obviously worshippers of Shugnagurov, um, but they worship her under the name uh, Sumananeth, uh, which the great, great spirit of nature. Their perspective is you've come out of the jungle and therefore you must be a child of Sumananeth. They've never seen you before but they've seen things come out of the jungle before and they're always welcoming. So they were welcoming to you. And then from that point on, you were supposed to have a number of encounters looking around. You were supposed to maybe stumble into the sacred grove, get freaked out, desecrate them in some way. If you'd have taken the golden orchids or whatever, and then all hell would break loose and you would be running for your lives, trying to get out. So some of that happened. But uh, the Germans, it it added an extra layer to it. Um, So, criticism, what do you think? What what could we add? What could we take out? The the only thing I would suggest is when you you pretty much made the, you you used the key word there, you assumed the players were going to do this when you got to the village. Never assume anything. Players are going to fuck everything up that you've got planned. Yeah, I would definitely sometimes keep in delightful the, ways. <laughs> I would keep the boat. That was a lot of fun. The like maybe that's uh the combat side speaking, but that was that was kind of a fun comeuppance for the was he really named Hal Ripper? What was his name? Hell Riddle. Hell Riddle. <laughs> that's such a good name. That's so good. It was it was uh Holly and I this morning. I said, You've got a you've got a rival. What will he be named? You said Dirk, and then I just looked up evil villain last names and it said hell hell which means the devil of a man Uh and i thought that's a good that's a good name (laughs) and then i made him german it was german so i thought oh good i could do my evil german (laughs) glad glad there's a lot of living up to people's names in this scenario (laughs) hell wriggle harbor What was the name of our benefactor that got name dropped? Name dropped a couple of times there. Lord, please with all these orchids, Lord, Lord Popeye Diggleby. Popeye Diggleby. Um. Yeah, I think it turned out okay. I think that there's we can add stuff to it. I was afraid there were a couple of moments in there that I really didn't know what to do, so I uh, I just added this or that in. Um, 
was the best times. Part of it was interesting to the communication. Is how do you communicate? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I rolled to see if they would misunderstand, and at first they did misunderstand. They were like, "Do you want us to go there and get those guys and bring them back here, and then you guys can beat the shit out of them if you want, or sacrifice them to the great mother tree, or whatever?" But you guys wanted to go, so. Having misunderstandings in terms of language barriers is more interesting rather than just going, oh, we don't know what you're saying. Just that right. that kills action dead. And I think language barriers are they're a particular hatred of mining games. There are a number of uh, uh, tree funguses that do exactly what I said, where if you mark on them, they turn bright blue where you mark. Um, in some areas, they sell them at, uh, you know, county fairs where they've done them almost like scrimshaw where they've designed drawn pictures on these things i mean perhaps there's if there's if you have a way when you're like writing this up like the more of the uh dark yeah i keep calling it a dark young but that tree Uh tree the more of its nectar or milk that you drink i wonder if that enhances your ability to understand the villagers like there's this magical you insert ingesting language their language thing. as well that is an insane pulp the, talent the more like you muti- automatically get that talent <laughs> the more of the mutagen you drink the more you're able to convey through yeah that's cool that's you know you've all got you're all psychically linked to uh mm. um, mother shabnuroth all right let me go ahead and finish it our players included Matthew Sanderson, Holly Buto, Morgan Llewellyn, Nathan Decker, and Riley Kruger with yours truly as a keeper of Arcane Lore. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game, Pulp Cthulhu. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.